Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. Battle Hawk up. Yeah, um, they won yesterday. Dude, they freaking destroyed Vegas last night. That was a good time. Dude, he, <laughs> I think he was perfect in the second half. He was. Agent McCarron was. Yeah. It's like 25 for like 27 or something ridiculous. We're on, we're on the way to get that uh, D.C. Defender, St. Yeah. Louis Battlehawk they're in the same division. Yeah, they're in the yeah, same division. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. They're that semifinal game. Yeah, they had a good game last week, too. So looking forward to that as the USFL is about to start up here in 20 the next days. couple weeks. Yep, it's going to be exciting. You see that uh, the Michigan Panthers uh, have Carson Strong on their team now. Mm-hmm. Who just had a kid. Yeah, everyone's all excited for sure. You got Mike Nolan, the mm-hmm. successful 49ers head coach. I am, I'm through the roof. <laughs> They got Robert Incomdiche, though, the former defense tackle from Ole Miss. Mm, Played at, uh, he was a first-round pick of the Cardinals. They signed Mm -hmm. him, too, so. They got that stacked roster. Stacked roster. They're going to go from. Worst to first? (laughs) Sure. I honestly think the USFL is going to be worse next year, just based on the fact that it's like, I think the XFL kind of took some of their guys. And so now you're like, oh, well, who's going to play quarterback? Well, Tiamo's just going to sign again with another team. That would be so funny. <laughs> Tiamo just goes back and forth between the leagues. Yeah, we're going to get an NFL shot? No, no, no. I just keep going back and forth. Hey, you know, if you're making 50 grand for each league and you make 100 grand a year. That's true. It football. could be worse. Yeah, definitely could be, could be worse. Because they, they got to pay for their own plane tickets, I heard. <laughs> Do they really? Oh, I'm just kidding. Imagine. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, yeah, we're going to need you to pay for those. Um, we don't have that kind of budget. Yeah. The Rock didn't give us enough money for that. Well, you saw Vegas's field. They're basically playing at a high school, it looks like. It's ridiculous. Here's this half baseball field thing. Go for it. <laughs> it's like the Oakland Raiders. Rod Woodson's like, I am a Hall of Famer, damn it. <laughs> Bullcrap. Anyway, we got a ton of stuff today, guys. We've got, it's a football wrestling bonanza today, right? We've yeah. got some NFL free agency No, we're news. not doing NBA today. No NBA today. No, sorry. Until, until Dallas flips a gear, we're not doing the NBA. Sorry. Yeah. Playoffs, if they don't make it, we're not doing it. Sorry. It's not gonna happen. I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah, and it's fine. I'm not talking um, about Jokic all day long. Right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Listen, Embiid's gonna steal it from him. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but no, we've got a ton we got some NFL free agency news to come out of this, right? Mike has got a new spin on the Merc Zone mock draft corner that we're gonna hit. And mm-hmm. then we've got a wrestling preview bonanza. It's the biggest weekend of the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. Uh, this upcoming weekend, what is it, April 1st and 2nd or something like that? Um, but the Friday, I mean, Thursday even, like GCW's doing shows on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, it's a, that whole back half of the week, um, you know, WrestleMania weekend, basically. It's like a new trend, right, where, like, everyone's just like, oh, WrestleMania's going to this city? Let's go. Let's bandwagon. I'm actually kind of excited for when uh, SummerSlam comes to Detroit, too, because it's like, I wonder if we're going to get other stuff Mm-hmm. coming, you know what I mean, like that weekend, like that Friday or something, mm-hmm. you know, so that'll be interesting as well. But so we've got a ton of stuff to preview and go over for the biggest weekend of the year. But, Mike, I want to start talking Lions. Um, you know, we kind of went through and broke down in great detail, right, kind of the the big moves that the Lions had made over the first week of free agency. And then in traditional I'm Always Right Sports podcast fashion, as soon as we publish Something else happens and makes everything look outdated for us a little bit. Mm-hmm. As soon as we did that, that Monday night, um, su- was it Sunday or Monday night when they signed him? Do you remember? Were they talking about it on radio on Monday? I don't remember. Um, 
I think yeah, I think I, I think I they know. I think they yeah. I think he signed in like the afternoon on Monday. Yeah. I think some of the later shows when I was driving home we were yeah. talking about. Either way, CJ Gardner Johnson, the former safety slash nickelback from the Philadelphia Eagles, formerly of the New Orleans Saints, mm-hmm. is a Detroit Lion on a one year six and a half million dollar deal. Uh there's incentives. I think they can get it up to eight, but really it's just a one year six and a half guaranteed. Um Huge, 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 huge signing. Um, mm. Kind of under the radar. This is the move that felt like to me, Mike, is the move where, and we're going to hit on some other ones later on that I think Lions fans are also going to be like, what, we couldn't have paid that for that guy? Mm-hmm. That was this move for, for the Lions, right? Where it's like yeah. everyone went, went hold on. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a Pro Bowl year, led the league in interceptions last year. We couldn't get him for six and a half, right? Like Philadelphia fans are like, wait, hold on. We couldn't get him for that, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, so... The Lions really benefiting, turning an immediate, you know, you know, a you know, a basic a, a hindrance on their defense, and now you look at that; it's a completely revamped secondary mm-hmm. with with the additions. Um, thoughts on C.J. Gardner Johnson coming to Detroit? Um, were you as excited about it as I was? Um, kind of give me your thoughts. Yeah, this this probably substituted into my favorite move for the Lions in yeah. the offseason. Yeah, for me too. Um, He's actually a guy that I like watched play the game a little yeah, bit. He's and, a dog, like, and he's yeah, he's really good in the secondary. <laughs> um, like Cam Sutton was awesome, yeah, but didn't really watch him in Pittsburgh, so I don't have a lot of detail yeah. behind Nobody them. Watched him. Mo- okay. Mosley, who knows? Well, he's hurt last yeah, year. Yeah, he right? was hurt last year. Who yeah. knows what he did? Um, you know, I glam Glasgow because he was a former Lions. So, yeah, like, he that was exciting. Back, it was yeah. kind of cool. But he's like CJ Gardner Johnson is the one guy who was like, I know who he is. I watched him in the playoffs, mm-hmm. watched him in the Super Bowl, watched him through the season because the Eagles were really good. Yep. And so you know his immediate impact. And yep. if he brings what he did in the Eagles right. over to the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, too, right, when you look at the position versatility, he's got history with Aaron Glenn, right, who's basically known him since high school. Yeah. Um, Benched him in high school. Yeah, right, which really is wild. Um, you know, he just, he just fits so many needs, right? Mm-hmm. And at the number that they got him at. I want to ask you about that, though, because this is kind of a trend that we're kind of seeing over this free agency period, right? We, we talked about it with Jamal last week, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, similar situation where the Eagles offered him a contract, wasn't what he wanted, backloaded, where he was never going to see a lot of that money in, the, in a three-year proposed contract, according to his agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of maybe have overplayed his market, hence why he had to sign another one-year prove-it deal. Um, that's kind of becoming something that a lot of people are seeing. Another guy, DJ Chark, who signed a one-year $5 million uh, contract with Carolina. I know some Lions fans are, are pretty uh, upset about that. Um, but I think Chark was also another guy that was potentially looking for a, a longer-term contract, you know, and did not get it. Um, I do find it weird that they signed Adam Thielen to a longer-term contract than DJ Chark, but, you know, I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We're starting to see, I think, the NFL ownership slash, you know, the teams kind of pulling back a little bit on the purse strings and go, this is what we're going to pay. Mm-hmm. This is it right here. You, If you think you can go find out something elsewhere, go ahead. But this is what we're willing to pay. And we're and if you decide to go test the market, then we're going to move on and go address other needs because we can't pigeonhole this money. Are you seeing that kind of trend? This is the first time in, in recent memory for me where I've seen guys – we're like, wow, he only got that on a one, like a lot of one year deals are being signed. Nobody's over committing long term to almost anybody, right? Mm. It just feels like 
teams are like, this is my number. This is what we have allocated. Take it or leave it. You take it. Cool. If you leave it. Okay, fine. We're going to go sign somebody else. Yeah. I think this directly correlates to the new, um, the recent usage mm-hmm. and it's always been around, but the void years. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it kind of That's correlates like the new with thing. that. Yeah, it's a sweeping the nation type. Move it, it really is like yeah. every single team now mm-hmm. just like, Cuts off a year, adds void years. Well, the know, Saints are literally at the point where they're, they're going to have kicked that can so far down the road that they're going to have so much dead money. They're not yeah. going to be able to feel it. The yeah, they're, they, one year they're going to have like 50 or $60 million and just yeah. like dead cap. to the dead yeah. cap. Yeah. Um, but I think with that, I think it comes with teams knowing, okay, so like the Lions, for instance, mm-hmm. I think next year they have, you said like, Ten or I think it's, million yeah, it's like ten, or ten million dollars. I think total in dead in dead in dead money. Yeah, I think I think there are teams that are kind of in those positions, like the Saints, where it's like we don't want to guarantee you a right. three year deal and then have to add you to the kicking down the road kind mm-hmm. of thing. So a lot of teams are just offering one year deals yeah. or shorter term deals, so they don't have to guarantee and add you as like a void right thing down the line. You right. know what I mean? So and it's and it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because while we're talking about that where teams are like, I don't want to make this five, six year commitment like the Lions did to like Trey Flowers or Justin Coleman or whatever, mm-hmm. you're you're seeing a guy like Lamar coming out and is like, I want a lot of guaranteed money and teams are like, no one's like teams are more willing to go, hey, I'm gonna give you like DJ Chark's perfect example, I'm gonna give you one year five million dollars. Fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Right? But then after that you know, figure yeah. it out. <laughs> and I think I think there are a lot of teams yeah. like if Lamar was willing to do a one year forty million dollar deal, yeah. I think a lot of teams would jump yeah. that boat. Right. I think the problem that Lamar runs into is he's asking for like three, four years of forty yeah. million dollars fully guaranteed. And it's right. like we don't we might not have that first right. of all with the voided years going down the line. Yeah. And two, it's like, listen, if you get hurt or yeah, if like if un, it's very unfortunate if like the RG three situation happens with you and you kind of lose your mobility. Well, now yeah. you're not like the same player. And almost. he hasn't been healthy the last two years, right? You mm-hmm. can make the argument he maybe kind of quit on his team a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. He's far removed from his MVP season. He lost a lot of leverage, right? And he and he played to his to his yeah, credit. You know, I I think. I think the hard thing for him is yeah. the the quitting on the team part. Yeah. I do think if he came back for that playoff run, mm-hmm. and even if they lost, right. I think say, just listen, coming back, it's like, I, I tried. Right. It's like the, the idea that you just didn't want to go out and try because mm-hmm. you don't have the contract. Yeah. It's like if other teams look at that and be like, yep. so Stop. if we get in that situation too right. and you're hurt, mm-hmm. are you going to play or for Or we paid you, now yeah. what? Right. Exactly. Yeah, and, that's, and that's a big fear, right? Like, you can't say as of right now that it's paying off for Cleveland, right? Deshaun did not play well after no. being sitting out for basically two years, right? Yeah, that didn't see, look good. They, so they restructured his deal. I know. Now, yeah. so his cap hit this year is like 19, mm-hmm. but they pushed it all down. So the next three years, it's going to be like 65 yeah. cap hit. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. God. And that's a guy, too, where that is a move where you can tell he clearly just went, I'm just going to take the money and go. Because oh, 1,000. When Cleveland, when Cleveland was out of it, and then they went, we'll give you a full guaranteed contract. Well, Go Brownies, you know, and you're like, oh, boy. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. It could still work out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Listen, but get your money, I man. I will say the AFC is kind of the harder to, to, yeah. to want to do that in. Exactly. Like, if Sean Watson was like. If he would have went to Atlanta. Atlanta. Or, like, if he went to, like, Orleans, Dallas. Or New Orleans. Or New Orleans, Orleans was in it. Yeah. Like, if he went to one of those teams and, yeah. like, it's like, all right, you're competing with, like, two or three other teams. Yeah. It's like okay, that's that's right. more reasonable. Just to that, lose the Lions in the NFC Championship yeah, game, but you know, yeah, it's as, as some people we know, but 
Um, yeah, no, I just think it's kind of an interesting kind of phenomenon that we're kind of seeing with some of these teams where it's like guys are kind of overplaying and, and agents are kind of overplaying their hand thinking, oh, we can go get more on the open market. And then the teams are like, not really, right? So yeah, it's kind they, of... Yeah, they don't have the money to allocate to them. Yeah, it's, yeah, they don't have the money. They don't want to, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like, well, you know, we can maybe draft a guy, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of becoming that situation where while the quarterback salaries are just growing to astronomical I am, numbers. I, I'm, I'll I'm. come out and say I'm very excited to see this Joe Burrow number whenever it comes out. <sighs> that number has to be astronomical. Him and Herbert both yeah. are going to get But like I, I say Burrow bag. more because yeah. Burrow has the success behind it. Well, like also, Burrow's going to walk in and Cincinnati is like, so if you leave, we're back to being Cincinnati and, again. Yeah, no, like like <laughs> I like Herbert like it's an LA market, so yeah. they could probably attract someone in LA for yeah, the Chargers yeah, or whatnot. Sure. And Herbert also has a Can't attract their own fans, but they can attract some Yeah, they can attract players though. And, you know, they haven't, you know, Herbert hasn't won a playoff game. They got to yeah, the yeah, playoffs, yeah. haven't won the game, right, or haven't gone right. anywhere, really. Yeah. Like, Burrow, second year yeah. Super Bowl, Bowl second year game. AFC Championship game. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, and you're Cincinnati, so it's like, you don't want to let this guy go, right. like you said. Right. So Because who else are you going to get to go to Cincinnati as a star player? That's not, like, if yeah. he, Joe Burrow leaves. No. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, if Joe, Joe Burrow leaves. If Joe Burrow entered free agency, there'd be a line out his door. Oh, my Every God. Team Every would be team like, Listen, would be like, please. What do you want? And then they Talk be- about a fully guaranteed deal. If Joe Burrow said, hey, I want I want five for 250 or two or 300 or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be more like that. Yeah, yeah, like five for 300. Mm-hmm. I, I think and two, here's the thing. 30 of the 32 and Cincinnati's interesting because they're notoriously cheap, right? <laughs> so it's like, what if... Right, since they like we're not going to do that, Joe Burrow goes, okay, fine, yeah, because you know what'll happen? They'll franchise tag him, mm-hmm. right, and then they'll franchise tag him again. They'll do the whole Kirk Cousins, Washington Redskins thing, yeah, Dallas, thing and then he'll get whatever. to the point where he's making seventy million dollars, and then he's going to go, okay, I'm going to be twenty seven, <laughs> and yeah. then I'm going to go hit free agency. I'm going to go get a bag, oh, and then, my God. you know, it's going to be ridiculous. It, yeah. it, so it's the chief, the Chiefs long term really made that smart deal, making that like twelve year deal with Mahomes because mm-hmm. his highest cap hit. Yeah. Through his career, yeah. it's going to be like $55 million, yeah. I think. Right. And like in like two years, people yeah. are going to be surpassing 60 easily. Well, you look at the, you know some of these contracts for Daniel Jones, right? Like I thought Seattle signed a really nice contract with Geno. Oh I thought God. that was a, a pretty nice job by both sides. Geno's like, listen, I, I know I'm not going to get paid $60 million, yeah. but I'd also like a hefty pay bump. And they went, okay, we can meet in the middle and yeah. get something done. Mm-hmm. Speaking That's of your Seattle Seahawks, yeah. Bobby Wagner, one year, $7 million, Absolutely. coming on back home. I don't think he ever really wanted to leave. Um, I think this is a situation where I, I think Seattle thought we're going to kind of go into rebuilding, and then Geno played as well as he did, and they went, oh, maybe we're not fully super far off? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I think. I think the idea was we're just going to scrape it all down and rebuild. Right. And then they had a great draft. Yep. Geno played well with the, went, all the yeah. inclusions of everyone, right. and they went, maybe we're not, like, as far away in a bad yeah. conference than that what we, we think. Yeah, right. And so now – I think it's easy because I think Bobby is like kind of ring chasing, yeah, to a degree, yeah. Uh, going to the Rams obviously is like, hey, I want to go r- win a ring with the Rams, right? Because they were set up to go win one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where you know Seattle's probably going to end up being a top five or six team in the NFC next year, yeah. If Geno still plays, at right. least good right. for what he did last year, or and, maybe they draft a quarterback. Or maybe dun, 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 dun. Dun. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> But I, I think going back there with the defensive uh, upgrades, I think it's pretty great. Do we have a dun dun dun? Do we have a dun dun dun? 
sound effects. You're kind of here? past the point did now. I, did I? Did I mess? Did I mess it up already? Did I mess it up? I mean, you're a little past the point, but if you hit something. No, that's not it. That doesn't work. Okay. You want to just start hitting buttons? Yeah, I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start messing with stuff now. Well, it's that scary on the board. So I was like, oh, scary. Here we go. Well, we need a dun dun dun. But we need like the minions version. <laughs> we need both versions so when it's one it's done 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 but it's not as scary it's yeah. like you, you get the minions one. exactly um you know I, I mentioned earlier right dj chart going to carolina right mm-hmm. that's the other kind of big news when it pertains to lions fans right where it's like okay well we lost chart um going back to detroit though now that chart is gone right your your projected depth chart would be you know obviously amon ross st brown jmo um, Josh Reynolds and then Khalif Raymond. Those are your kind of your top four. Yes. Do, uh, where do you put wide receiver in your list of needs now going into the draft? Yeah, um, for them. To get into, but I, I would say, um, relative, like relatively high. Yeah, it doesn't have to be super high, mm-hmm. but I do think it is something. Yeah, they need to look kind of worth. And they can at. still sign a guy, right? There's some guys out there. Marvin Jones was in the state earlier. I know people made a big deal about that. He owns like businesses here, guys, like the Nothing Bunt yeah. Cakes. Like his wife owns a whole bunch yeah. of those. But like, when you're looking down the at least the starter wise from mm-hmm. the roster, yeah, like you kind of. I don't really want to go into the roster with Josh Reynolds being my third receiver. I, I would, yes, I agree with that a hundred percent because um, you don't technically know what JMO if, is. If you told me that you were going to draft an offensive player, yeah. I want to watch. It would be a wide receiver. Right. Yeah. Is what it comes down to. For sure. I think that's the last Mm -hmm. spot that you're really needing a a player at. Because you got David Montgomery now. Mm -hmm. Goff is, you know, Goff. Yep. Uh, Your offensive line looks pretty set up for for going into this year. And bringing that up, right? That's the other kind of news coming out of this, right? Is Haloti, Big V, Vitae, took a contract cut. Right, a big cut, big saving thing. them like seven and a half million dollars. Saved them more if they would have just cut him. Mm-hmm. It, it, so you know, there's that. They added a void year to 2024, but they got rid of his contract in 2024. So basically, they cut a year off, mm-hmm. spread out his bonus. So basically, he's got like a three million dollar bonus this year, three million dollar bonus, and basically an avoid year next year. Um, and he's going to be a free agent technically next year if if they don't obviously re-sign him. So. Um, so now that's three guys, right? Charles Harris, Romeo Aquara, and Vitae all took pay cuts. Not restructure. Tracy Walker did a restructure. These guys did a full-on, straight-up pay cut mm-hmm. to avoid getting cut, really, mm-hmm. uh, for the Lions. I, I've seen some people um, kind of 50-50 on these moves. And what I mean by that is is the is the logic of... It's not a great look by the Lions to be going to guys and saying, "Hey, we need to, you need to take a pay cut." Mm-hmm. But I I'm kind of on the other side of it where I go, "Well, if my if my if my options are, we'll take a pay cut and be on the team mm-hmm. or just get straight up cut." And then I don't know if what what's out there, right? Yeah. Cuz if we're talking about these three guys in particular, injury, 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 Right with not a ton of proven track record of performance, yeah. I, I think I'd rather take the pay cut if I know that I can then, because I'm going to be a free agent next year. If I have a good year, I go in and cash in again. Yeah, right? bet I on think, yourself a little bit rather than hoping to God somebody signs me. Yeah, no, I I don't. I think if I was in their situation, I would do the pay cut thing. Yeah, especially for. Vitae and Romeo. Right. Because they're starters. Right. Like, Romeo, literally since he signed a contract, and it's not his fault, mm-hmm. right? Like, he blew his Achilles. That's yeah. nothing he could have controlled, right? Yeah. Um, Vitae with the back. Charles Harris, he had issues last year. 
it's it's not a situation I don't think of where it's like they're being punished. It's just like, look, we signed you to this, and then and for the the Vitae one, they didn't even sign that. He was paid to be a right tackle, and now he's playing guard. But like for the for the pass rushers, it's like, hey, listen, we paid you, and that we're not getting the same return. So either we need to adjust what you're getting paid to match the output, or we're gonna have to let you go. Yeah. Because we, we, we've got other needs we need to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I don't think pass rusher is necessarily off the board for Detroit at 6, 18, or anywhere else is because these two guys are now on expiring contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess I just don't really see the problem with them going to people and be like, look, man, we want you here. We want, we want you to still be here to compete and help us win, but we need some flexibility in your deal and – this is kind of what we're thinking. If, if you don't want to take that, well, then we, we would be happy to let you go. And if you think you can get more money elsewhere mm-hmm. and the guys are just choosing to stay, I think it stands. I think it speaks to the culture a little bit yeah. that they want to stay, but I don't necessarily look at it as negative. It's not like they're going to Tracy Walker or they're going to Jared Goff after a good year and saying, Hey, look, we need to cut your pay. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that. It's yeah. for guys that have not yet performed or are underperforming what they're getting paid. And you go, look, we need to find a middle ground here yeah. in order to, make things work for both of us. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just was, it's just an interesting kind of topic. Cause it's the first time really we've seen that where guys are willing to take less money to stay here mm-hmm. rather than just going, no, just give me the hell out of here and I'm going to go yeah. make more money. Um, all right. Uh, enough about that. I've got more questions, but I know we've got the mock draft coming up. So I think that'll kind of roll into some of this other stuff. So okay. on behalf of that, That felt some kind of way. I right did. There. It feels good. It feels really good. I'm exhausted this morning from working on my actual day job. So that was fun. That was neat. I like that. It's like it's like a highlight for me every time I get to push the button. I'm, 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 like, I'm glad that you have a great time listening <laughs> to that very today. That's the point, though. It's yeah. exciting. Get it's, the people it's, going. It is exciting. Um, all right, Mike. You, you kind of said you're going to bring something a little bit new flavor to the mock draft corner this yeah. week. So what you got for us? Yeah, so I decided... Because this is this is my segment. It's yes. not your segment. It's not. It's not my segment. It is my no, segment. No. I got your own damn sound effect. All right. <laughs> uh, I thought we would have some fun and okay. make it a little more line centric today. Okay, sweet. Instead, I love that. Instead of going a yeah, uh, yeah. Instead of just going through all the teams, right. we'll make it more line centric today okay. because the last four weeks we've just been. Yeah, the we're about a month away right now from the draft, so yeah. enjoy these and while the, you and can. The, and the next couple weeks, we'll maybe do like some three rounders, just yeah. to get some second and third round fields. Get some out names there. out there for people to kind of start paying attention to. Yes, yep. but because we've been doing a lot of first rounders and stuff like that, so yep. uh, instead of just bringing another first rounder out, mm-hmm. I thought we play a little game. Oh boy. You know I like really expose my lack of knowledge of the depth of the draft class. No, no, it's not that. (laughs) We're not going through specific people. Okay. So what this game is going to be is we're going to go position by position on the Lions roster. Okay. And your answer is either going to be draft a player at number six. Okay. 18, okay. second round, okay. or no draft. Oh, boy. All righty, then. Those are your four options. Okay. Now stick with those four options because okay. I don't want to hear sixth round pick. No. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Jake Moody. I guess you're not getting drafted. Yeah, I guess you're not getting drafted. <laughs> if it's a later pick, you just say no pick, but then maybe, like, we yeah. don't really care about. Can we can we put in Can we put in as an option just late round? Sure. Okay. Fine. That way, that, anything from anything from third to seventh. Third to seventh is a late round. Is a round. late round guy. Yes. Let's just say yes, that. Yes, Okay. okay. Yeah, because I don't want to like, be like because f- like kicker, I do think they're going to draft somebody. Yeah, probably. But like, I don't. Obviously, it's not going to be in the second round. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to be like. Yeah, I think that's going to be no, a fourth round pick. No, I, think no, I can't. You can't. You can't call your shot. Yeah, so I just want to go through each positional group. 
awesome. kind of just give uh, where it. you think the Lions should make a pick. We'll both give answers to these yep. to see how accurate we are. Sounds right. good. Okay. We'll start with the offensive side. Okay. We'll just go in order of okay. how I normally look at depth charts. Okay. So quarterback. Oh, boy. Where, where are we looking at a quarterback this year? Now, this was a question, and I, I held off on this because I knew we were – I, I kind of had a feeling where you were going to go with it, but I wasn't – I didn't want to steal your thunder. So going back to Frazee for just a second, right, Lions mm-hmm. re-signed Nate Sudfeld to a one-year basically nothing deal, right? Doesn't really, I think, impact anything quarterback-wise. Mm-hmm. So my question – I guess this is a, a good question to start off with is – where are you at comfort wise with this quarterback situation? Mm-hmm. Are like, are you upset that they haven't just went and signed to Teddy Bridgewater? Mm-hmm. Now, some of these guys may be waiting to sign, right? But a lot of backup QBs have already kind of done their deal and are done. Um, are you concerned at all that they haven't addressed the quarterback, the backup quarterback position? Considering Brad Holmes made it a very pointed emphasis at the combine to go, we did a bad job of that last year. So, yeah. and their quarterback room looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, I am a little concerned. I, I don't think Nate Sudfield's. No, uh, and that's the thing. I don't I'm think he's s- going to be the backup. That's no, my no, point. No, and I know. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I don't like the room. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer to uh, get a different person in there. You think Carson Wentz will come here for like $6 and a ham sandwich? Probably not, but that would be nice. He'll play full. He'll, for the first year, all year, first time in his career, he'll play all 17 games because he'll never see the field. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be he'll be dressed all seventeen <laughs> games. Good for him. Um, but yeah, no, I don't like the room. We gotta we gotta find a way to to. Uh, they need somebody else. To, in we, that they for need sure. someone. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. Back to but back, back to the, to the question. Okay. Where where are we looking oh, at a draft? God. I I don't see the sixth pick being a quarterback. Really. And so. Because the longer this goes without them signing a legit backup, the more I'm concerned that they're in the quarterback market at yeah. six. Now, they can be. Now, this could be tinfoil hat, Rob, where they're like, we're trying to get everyone to think that so they make a trade so we trade down and get another first-round pick next year. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. But I kind of of lean, if they do pick one, it'd be like a second-rounder or third-rounder. And here's my issue with that, though. And we're not going to spend a ton of time on a lot of these positions. That's why I want to spend some time on the quarterback. Is I just feel like if you're going to take one, Mm-hmm. take them in the first round because yeah. second round guys like Hendon Hooker, I don't think is going to be this amazing pro. Yeah. And see, that was kind of like a Hendon Hooker is kind of the guy I think they would right. take in like a second round. Right. But like, I look at him, I go, round. he's 25 coming off an ACL coming off a, a system where it's very basic and quarterback friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen the reports already that the Lions scouting is kind of iffy on, Anthony Richardson's decision-making, right? They're like, he's got all the physical tools, but we don't know what he's going to do in between the years, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's going to do in the huddle. What is what is that going to look like? Yeah. I think if Will Levis is there at six, I think there's going to be a hard, hard Will, consideration for them. Will Levis would be the one yeah. if he was there at six. And I think there's a potential that he could be. Now, I, I think the Colts should take him. Let yes. me be very clear at four. Assuming Arizona doesn't trade out, I think they'd be better off taking Levis than Richardson. They need somebody now, mm-hmm. not somebody two years from now. Yes, I agree. Uh, but, yeah, no, if, if it was Richardson, I, I had a lot more hesitant on it. Because here's the thing is, Richardson and Hendon Hooker, I'm not going to say are closely aligned to me, mm-hmm. but they're not, like, super far off. Super far off. Yeah. Hendon Hooker's the like only I, tier I, two guy in this entire class. Yes. It's those four, and then it's Hooker, and then it's Yeah, but else. I, I kind of think Will Levis is closer to – Young and Stroud, yeah. Than he is to Anthony Richardson, okay. In a sense, okay. I kind of, I kind of look at it as it's like one A, one B, yep. Two, 
3A, 3B. Okay. It's okay. kind of how I see the quarterback class a little okay. bit. Yeah. And only because Anthony Richardson has really bad accuracy in the short range. Yeah. And that's the thing that scares me is because the lines aren't the biggest. Now, with JMO there, maybe they become more of an mm-hmm. over-the-top guy. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of tight end, eight-yard pass, right. Amon Ra, yep. drag route. Oh, yeah, you know, sure. like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, Josh Reynolds' comeback route. Like, there's a lot of that in there. Yeah. And I don't know if Anthony Richardson's going to be dotting people up within eight yards. I think Will Levis' completed percentage under 10 yards yeah. is really good. Right. So I think in terms of, like, he's got the And have, he's got the arm. And now we... Uh, and we he has ha- the arm talent right. to make a deep pass, but I think the in the 10-yard in the range yeah. is yeah. really accurate. Um, no, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago where you asked me the two, and I, and I said Richardson at the time because I was like, in, in my thought of, okay, if he sits for two years, right? But the kind of the more of the, the tape that I've watched... Um, and just kind of some of like the narrative that I'm reading, right. Where it's like, he's just not a very good decision maker. And I'm like, man, you could be the greatest athlete in the world. But if at that position, you have to be able to diagnose the defense. Yeah. I think it's the reason why Lamar's had struggles in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same reason why Josh Allen at times has had struggles to a certain guys have issues reading defenses. It's why Joe Burrow, even with a makeshift offensive line, has been as successful as he has in playoff runs is because he understands what the defense is doing. Mm-hmm. He's not this overly athletic guy, right? I mean, I mean, arm talent's out the door, but, you know, I get that. But there's just certain guys who can read a defense and know what you're going to do. Tom Brady's the most unathletic human being ever to be a professional athlete. That's not maybe like Peyton Manning. Exactly, both like right. But they were the smartest guys on the field, and they knew you're, you're not going to fool me mm. because I know what you're going to do, yeah. and I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. That's not the case with Richardson. So I, I'm going to say late round, but I'm growing longer and longer nervous that they may be taking a quarterback at six because they've left it so wide open. Yeah. And I do think like we're looking for a guy for if golf goes out for a game or two that he can come in and play. Right. I don't think Anthony Richardson this year is a guy who can like, okay, like week four, Mm -hmm. they're playing Seattle. Okay. Golf is hurt this week for whatever reason. Anthony Richardson going or Will Levis goes in. I'm more confident Will Levis. If they take a QB and it's like, if they take Will Levis at six, it's either going to be the greatest move they've ever done or it's going to be that, wow, you really threw that six pick away. Mm-hmm. Because it's either the biggest big brain where they're like, look, yeah, golf's playing well right now, but we know. We know the limitations. But we think this guy can get ready to go in a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, The other problem, too, with taking a rookie is like, Ben Johnson's probably gone after this year. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do two new schemes in back-to-back years? Yeah. That does not help a rookie development. in the, Now, if they make a big run, and if, in the words of my father, they go to the NFC Championship game, then maybe Ben Johnson wants to stay. I don't think the stock will be much higher. You took the Lions to an NFC Championship game with assuming a top-10 offense. But assuming he stays, maybe that works. But, oh, boy. Interesting. So I'm going to say late-round guy comes in, young cat, be the backup, compete with Sudfeld, probably beats him, and we go that route. Yeah, I I also tend to go late-round, like a head and hooker. Yeah. Like, if they like got Hendon Hooker in round three, it's not going to happen. But if they did, no, and that's, I'd that's, be thrilled. Yeah, that's kind of the, yeah. the round. Right. That's but it, and, that's and taking a quarterback at, at a level where you know this is not the guy that we're hoping is going to replace Goff. Mm-hmm. Those are two very important distinctions. You take Will Levis at six, this is the next guy. Mm-hmm. Goff is maybe here two more years. Yeah. After that, he's done. Yeah. All right. The subsidiary question that has nothing to do with the Lions, mm-hmm. except in, like, a small chance that maybe mm-hmm. – what are the percentage chances that Stenson Bennett or Max Duggan gets drafted? Oof. Um, They're probably like six-round guys. 
seventh round guys. I think they both could get drafted. They're going to be late guys. Like yeah. I, I remember, you know what I look at, and maybe just because it's the Georgia thing, but I think, and they're not even the same player, but like a guy like Jake Fromm mm-hmm. had a great year, right? Went to the, went to the national title game. Um, not overly athletic, right? But like had good years where you look at Stetson Bennett, he had a, I think above average pro day or above average combine, right? Yeah. He ran faster than people thought. Max Duggan ran really well as well. Um, but their arm talent really isn't all that spectacular, right? Mm-hmm. They're just kind of there. I think those are the guys who would make a living off being a backup. I wouldn't mind a guy like Max Duggan coming in. Gritty guy. He's a leader. Um, he, that was, and that's a, that's yeah. a, that's an idea. Cause if I, Max Duggan yeah. was your sixth round pick. Right. And then you're like, Okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe he can come in. He's got the heart. He's got a willingness to do things. He doesn't crumble under pressure. We've seen that now multiple times in mm-hmm. big games. I think Stetson Bennett's a little more iffy. He's older, and he's played with top talent, right? Yeah. Max Duggan, I know Quentin Johnson. I get it. But, like, name no, another guy on that damn TCU team. You can't yeah. offensively, right? So that kid made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Well, meanwhile, Stetson Bennett's eating filet every night. There's mm-hmm. there's a big difference. Yeah. So they did a guy. I mean, that's a perfect guy to take yeah. for okay. them. And if you're looking for, like, the golf comparison, I know people don't like this, but, like, Aiden O'Connell from Purdue yeah. looks a lot like Jared Goff. Throws the ball deep, not overly athletic, mm-hmm. decent decision maker. So, yeah. All right, running back spot. Where are we going with this one? Um, I assume late rounds. Yeah, I think this is going to be a late round like guy, too. Like, if it was too. a fourth-round guy, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, third, fourth, fifth round, yeah, anywhere in there. I, they need somebody in that room, though, because mm-hmm. Swift's gone after this year. Yeah. All right, wide receiver room. I think this has potential, like I said last week, is I think this could be an 18 pick if yeah. it's like Quentin Johnson. If he falls, I think it's going to be very hard for them to pass up. Uh, there's only like two, maybe three guys I think you could even look at for the 18 spot. I think Quentin Johnson's going to go top 12 because I, I, I think I think Jordan Addison's going to plummet. Yeah. Because he didn't run fast. No, he did not run fast. Um, like, you got, yeah, like, you know, you got the Zay Flowers of the world. Um you know, I, I, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, there, yeah. and Jigba doesn't really fit because you have Amon Ra, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I mean, if if you told me they took Quentin Johnson at eighteen, you're not gonna, I'm not, yeah, gonna, I'm not, gonna, be, I'm not gonna be mad. Um, but yeah, I would say it's eighteen if it's Quentin Johnson specifically. Yeah. If it's not Quentin Johnson, I would assume it's probably a second round. Yeah, or if they don't sign anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that. It's like relatively a first, second round pick. Yeah, um, because depending it, on the guy, you've added the flexibility. And this is the great thing that they've done in free agency is you're drafting for the future, right? You're not drafting for immediate need, right? But okay, Josh Reynolds is only here one more year. Mm-hmm. Khalif Raymond's only here one more year. So you have spots that okay, you're thinking about it in the in the right this moment. Yeah, okay, maybe they need to take a a D tackle, right? But you have to look at it for the future and go, okay, we're losing two guys next year. Even let's just say they bring one of them back. Okay, we only have four receiver, three receivers on the roster. We got to draft a guy. Now we've got three young studs on rookie deals for the next two years before we got to pay Amonrod a bag. Mm-hmm. You got to start. You know, people really got to start looking at the draft as more of a for the future, not so much as right this second. Who do I? Who can I plop in right now to play? Mm-hmm. That's not always the case. Yep. All right, tight end spot. Um, if it's a first or second round pick, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Seriously, no, yeah. and I listen. I get the tight end, and honestly, like Luke Shoemaker is a Detroit Lion to me. Mm-hmm. Blocks well, big guy, good solid hands, sneaky athletic, nothing crazy. I think he is, and I know that. Oh, you're a Michigan guy. I think he fits exactly what Dan Campbell would want. Mm-hmm. I don't want a tight end in the first round. If they took one in with their other second round pick, the late one, I wouldn't be yeah. throwing my hands up in the air. 
I just think the tight end position is slowly but surely becoming devalued more and more and more if you're not one of the top three tight ends in the league. Darren Waller got traded for a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. He's a top-five tight end. Yeah. So I just don't think that I want to invest that heavy of resources when you have a couple guys that can do it. James Mitchell was not drafted just because, mm-hmm. too, by the way. Yeah. Got right, I, I, you know, third and later for me. Yeah. Yeah, I would even go as far as to say probably won't draft one generally. But Honestly, if you told you me they didn't, I'd yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I think you have three guys who are yeah, like younger. Zolstra, Wright, James Mitchell. Yep. Figure it out between the three of you. Yeah. Go for it. Yep. I, you're not going to hear any complaints from me. But a guy like Luke Shoemaker, I don't know what his projection is. I just look at him and I go, man, he, he's a bigger dude. He was their blocking tight end for Eric All. Just seems like it works for me really yeah. well. Yeah. All right, we'll lump this entire group together. Yeah. Offensive line. Yeah, so I do think they're going to take one in the first two rounds. I do too. Uh, um, I do think a guard is definitely could be in play. I honestly think maybe even tackle could mm-hmm. be um, only because, you know, Decker's kind of getting towards the end of that deal. Yeah. Um, I think the question with offensive line is how high mm-hmm. do you go with him? Like, is it... Yeah, is if they there, take a tackle, I, I, if they took one first round, I go, okay. Is is there even a 1% chance in your mind they could take, like, Skronsky at six? Oh, a 1%? Probably, yes. But here's the thing with that. It's like, man... Is you're, it on you're, the same boat as, like, the quarterback where it's, like, yeah. super little I think chance? A, I think but, it's a higher chance they take a quarterback than I think they think they take a tackle. Okay. Um, looking at guard, guard's a tough spot because, like, okay, you go to the first round, you get Osiris Torrance from Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, he's your guy because both Vitae and Glasgow yeah. are gone. You got another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think guard, if you told me they drafted a guard, yeah, I think it's probably a second rounder. Yeah, second or third. They've they've had some success yeah, in Because they have past. really good success yes. in the second, third so round one guard. Good thing about Jonah Jackson and guys like that, they can find Graham a guy. Glasgow. Graham Glasgow. Yep. You know, guys like that, I think they can find the, in the yeah. second, thirds. Yeah. I'll say um, I'll say a later round. I'll, uh, I'll say, yeah, later round pick. Third and later. Third and later. But okay. I, like, I do think they're going to draft one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would say maybe multiple because yeah. who knows? Are they going to pay Jonah Jackson? Is he going to want too much money? Where they're going to go? Sorry, it's not going to happen. Yeah, they didn't Same pay Larry thing. Warford, and he was a Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. so you never know. All right, other offense. guy from the third round, by the way. All right, so that is the offense. We'll shift focus to the defense. We're also going to lump this group all together. Yeah, we're just going to go defensive line in general. D line? Oh yeah, definitely. I was going to go edge rusher and then like interior, but yeah. I feel first like round. that's kind of close. First round. I think I think this is the highest probability that you get a f- number six pick is on the D six line. or even eighteen, right? Because y- you have the option. Assuming they're not trading up, right? I think you know. I think Tyree Wilson's going to be on their board. I think obviously Will and if, if Will Anderson's there at six. I don't think you've ever t- turned a card in fast enough. I don't know. Ian Hutchins' card was fast. That was fast because they were like, okay, good. They fucked up. Cool. We're just going to take this cat now. And then. Pinay was really fast, too. Pinay was. Dude. They both were. They, the fact that fast. they lasered in so hard on Pinay watching those videos and, like, they were like, no, no. They weren't even like. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to take. Try to get a receiver or Jamar Chase or like that. They're like, nope. Right tackle. Right tackle. Pinay Sewell, Pinay Sewell, Pinay Sewell, Pinay Sewell. Yeah. So obviously, if Will Anderson's there. I think if Jalen Carter's there, I still think they're going to take him. I do too. Um, it, at 18, uh, Chancey, defense tackle out of Pittsburgh. Um, I think that's a guy that I think could be linked to them for sure. Um, I definitely think defensive line is going to be one of the picks in the first round. Yes. I think it almost has to be. Mm-hmm. All right. Linebacker room. 
I think this is like securely a second rounder. Yeah, probably. I yeah, I, like high, se- like that thirty-seven yeah. pick or whatever it is, or forty-two, whatever it yeah. is. I think that pick is yeah. like second round. I think is probably the, the if you told me like Noel Sewell early second round or oh, like the sh- Trenton I'd be, Simpson or I'd be one of those guys like one of those really good high end linebackers in the second mm-hmm. wouldn't be shocked to see that name pop yeah, up. There's but. a kid from Arkansas too. I think that they that yeah. would be pretty good for them uh, as well. Yeah, second round pick for me. If you told me that they traded up from one of their seconds to move back up into the back, yeah, half like a of the late, first like a round, thirty thirty one. Yeah, I, would be shocked I, I that could either. see that as well. So yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say that's a second round guy. Yeah, assuming no trades, I think it's got to be a second round guy. Yeah. I can't imagine they use the 18 pick on on a linebacker. I I, I a small chance, think, but yeah. maybe. But it's tough, unlikely. Um, yeah, I could see them going offense and then de- or defense and then offense, depending on in the first round, mm-hmm. depending on how the board falls. So. Yeah. All right, we'll split this next group up a little bit. So corner room, I can't imagine they're going to use one. At, Not at, uh, six. at six. If they trade down, yeah. If they now, yeah. If they trade down to nine or ten, yeah. and get Christian Gonzalez, right. Then I'm not. Upset. I'm not upset, but right. at six, I don't think they need one now because of their acquisitions and free agency. Um, eighteen. I think eighteen is more in play for. But them. I do think if you compared like. Who's at 18 and like Quentin Johnson's there, or maybe one of you, the guards they really liked? I think there's a chance they take that guy yeah. all over mm-hmm. the corner. It depends on who falls, too, right? Like if Devin Witherspoon falls and they really like his yeah, tape, they, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, okay, maybe him. But Joey Porter's there. We know he's a stealer, but like, let's just assume he falls, right? Maybe they're, maybe they're, they've got the read, and maybe Keely Ringo in the back half of the second is their guy. Um, yeah. I would say right now it's a second round pick. Yeah, that would agree with that. I, I I think a guy like Banks, Cam Smith, Keely Ringo, and that's that also, kind of portion of back half of the like late late first to second yeah. is where those guys are going to go. That's just like the uh, the linebacker room where yeah. if you traded up mm-hmm. from you, you packaged both your seconds mm-hmm. went to like twenty nine. Right, I'd be like, all right, you're either picking a linebacker or, or a corner, corner right. probably. Yeah. if you didn't take one previously, that's where I would see there. I could see, and this is a this is like a five percent chance but like i could honestly see in the situation they take a quarterback and then they go like corner and mm-hmm. everybody goes what so happened? no yeah. no d lineman what happened and everybody freaks the fuck out yeah, i could see 100%. that happening and i'm like oh boy here it we could go. happen and then fi- and that final room yeah. but one of the last rooms here the safety room yeah i think this is gonna probably wind up being I a, think it's gonna be a later round like, yeah like third I, yeah round the safety, it's hard to project, honestly, right? Um, you know, you got guys like Brian Branch and stuff out there. Like, they're fine. I, I don't think anything's in the first, though. Like, I'm, I'm I don't not, think anything's I'm not, in I don't the think, first. I don't think they're taking a first round. I would be shocked if it was the first second. Yeah. If it was the second second, maybe. maybe. Yeah. But I think with the with how good Kirby played and that yeah. he was a third or fourth guy or yeah, whatever he was, pick. third round guy, yep. um, Tracy's coming back. You have C.J. Gardner-Johnson who can be a safety if and maybe. You have Will, and you have Will and Harris, you have Will too, Harris which who, is – I, I know they want yeah. him to play the a corner spot, yeah. but he can also be a safety if need be. I don't think Will Harris is going to see that field very much if he's playing oh. corner. I don't think so. I don't either. think Jeff Okuda is saying a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if they moved Okuda to like a box safety. And that's been role. something they've been talking about as well. Okuda's got one year, really. Yeah. They're not picking well, up. Okuda his was year. really good in run. Yeah, in run. Yeah, he's uh, a willing defense. tackler, yeah. good containment guy. He the biggest problem with Jeff is Jeff Okuda is a, I think is his ceiling is he's a number two corner right. That's where he's at. Mm-hmm. He needs safety help. Yes. He is terrible locating a deep pass like that. He's mm-hmm. just not. Yeah, he's just anything in an intermediate and 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 low. He's great. 
Anything deep? Because that's his highlight reel is, oh, there's Jeff getting burned because he can't find the ball. Mm-hmm. Put a safety over there. Help him out. Yep. Um, yeah, safety, I think, is a later round pick if they if they do take. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then a final room, the specialist room. Obviously, we're going to go away yeah. from punter because they're Jeff not Fox. taking a punter. Uh, kicker, I think there's a strong chance that that's it's like, a late. It's that, a well, late. obviously it's a late round pick. Yeah, yeah. It, that's more of a question of is it a late round pick or do they not take one? I guess it's more of a question for kicker. I think that they probably, I think they could take one. I really do. I think they could take one in the seventh round. You know, well, they maybe even six or sixth round, sixth whatever. Round, yeah. Um, you know, uh, they could obviously trade up too, right? Maybe I don't. I don't know. Trade back yeah. into the seventh. I don't know. Um, yeah, they could trade someone off and right. like, get um, money or something. But know. the way that he signed his deal, I just don't see it being like anything where it's like, okay, he's got almost nothing guaranteed. Badgley does right. I think if forty and in, he was great. Mm-hmm. But man, forty five and out, and then forty five plus. Oh boy. Yeah. So like, it's that's a hit or miss type of situation. So I don't know. I mean. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, can we just, I wish we would just kept Matt Prater and been done with it. Like, yeah. having a consistent kicker is so underrated that people don't appreciate it, it until is. it's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. I, here's the thing. The moral of this story, I'm glad you did it this way, is because the Lions have set themselves up where they can really take any position, like legitimately, mm-hmm. any position, and you go, okay, like, I get it, right? Because yep. they're not going to be drafting for immediate need. Right, mm-hmm. like I know the number six pick, barring a quarterback, right, probably needs to play a good chunk of snaps. But you're so you've got so much depth at so many positions now, where maybe that guy doesn't need to be this all pro crazy ass rookie, right? Because you've got guys that are playing at a high level already in front of him. Mm-hmm. The draft is about playing is about preparing for the future and preparing for needs that you're you're hoping you don't need to have. So, really, kind of put that in mind. That's why quarterback kind of is creeping back up into my radar a little bit because they have done nothing. And I'm going to say all this just for them to sign Teddy Bridgewater or some shit like on Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm going to look like a jackass, but you know, it is oh, what it is. That's how, that's how it goes here. Pretty much. All right. Another great mock draft corner, Mike, as usual, We're about a month away now from it, um, which is really exciting. So hopefully the, the lions get two all pros like they've been doing all the rest of the times. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine they get Will Anderson though? They saw the, the Brad Holmes's first three first round picks would be <laughs> Penay, Aiden Hutchinson, Will Anderson. Oh, and by the way, Jamison Williams just throwing in there. <laughs> Pretty nice. <laughs> It'd be amazing. All right. Um, let's shift now, right? Big weekend of wrestling coming up, right? WrestleMania mm-hmm. weekend. We're going to start off with Sweet. Ring of Honors, Supercard of Honor. That's on Friday? Friday nights. Okay. In the Gallon Center in Los Angeles, California. going to try to remember to watch this show, but okay. All right. They have matches. They do have. They have some good ones on here. <laughs> I did see the tag one finally. That looks like pretty good. Yeah, looks like there's gonna be way too many people and they're gonna miss a lot of stuff, but it's fine. <laughs> like they're gonna be like, oh, look, oh, he's dead. Oh, we missed yeah. the we missed the shot. It's All fine. right, Ring of Honor. We got seven matches here. Okay, first uh, pay per view since their new television show has debuted, which mm-hmm. Mike's watched. I did watch a lot of four. It. Oh, there you go, or three or one. Yeah, more than I watched. Yeah. Do you have Honor Club? Mm-mm. Oh, I like. Oh, you found it. You found it. I found yeah, it. You, yeah. you were resourceful. Wink, 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 nudge, nudge. Yeah. He was resourceful. <laughs> all right. First up here, we have... Oh, by the way, all seven of these matches are championship matches. Yeah, because there's no stories yet, right? <laughs> so we're not doing any, like, yeah. non-singles, whatever. Yeah. We're all, we all... Seven meaningful championship matches yeah, here. There you How go. meaningful do we get? We will see, but... 
All right. First match, we got who? The em- no. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good timing. Yeah. That's good timing. You're lucky I didn't hit like any of the other seven matches yeah. because they are actually all. Yeah. Guys. All right, we got the embassy. So we got Brian Cage, Quan, and Toa Leona right. taking on uh, AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik for a six man title. Sure. Give me a winner, Rob. Give me a winner. You can't just say sure. Embassy. You gotta give me a winner. Embassy, because I think the other three guys are just a random hodgepodge. It is a random hodgepodge. Yeah. And yes, I'll take the embassy also. But yeah, That's going to be a 12 minute opener. Yeah. We got the Ring of Honor World Television Championship match. Oh, boy. We got Mark Briscoe challenging Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Um, yeah, Mark gets the win here. I uh, If he doesn't, I'm going to be a little pissed. I will be pissed. Like, come on. I, I think it's got to like, be. Figure it out. Singles match for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship match. Oh, hey. We got Athena taking on Yuka Zakazaki. Uh, yeah, so Athena's going to win. Mm-hmm. Only because I don't think they're going to keep paying for the women's champion to travel back and forth. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> All right. We have the... Has she wrestled since she won the title? She's been on the... Oh, she had been on the, the show? Okay. Yeah. okay. She's defended the title like three times on the show really? or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Looking real good here. Yeah. Pure rules wrestling match for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. We yep. have Wheeler Yuta defending against Shibata. I hope Shibata wins, quite frankly. That'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, if Wheeler wins, that's like a big feather in the cap. Maybe I'm making a bigger deal than it is, but I think that's a huge win for a Wheeler Yuta. Because, um, I mean, okay, you beat Daniel Garcia, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, yeah, that would be ginormous, I think, quite frankly. Um, so, yeah, I hope Shibata wins. Okay. I, I will take Wheeler Yuta because I don't know if Shibata's going to do any Ring of Honor after this, uh. but. Maybe he just wins it and retires it because they need to stop having 15 championships. The fact they have seven title matches on. I know one of them is the AAA. I get yes. that. But still, I'm like, you have six titles ring of honor. You only have 12 roster people. Yeah. All right. Next up, talking about the AAA Mega Championship, we have yeah. the singles match for the AAA Mega Championship. We have Alhijo de Vikingo taking on Commander. Yeah, so Vikingo wins. Thoughts on the Vikingo Kenny Omega match? I thought he died on the on the last one through the table. I thought he whacked his head on the yeah, back. Yeah, I thought of the he ring. died like twelve times. I thought Kenny died when he did the hurricane run off yeah. the top rope. Yeah, I was I like, he just laying around his neck and yeah. he was fine with mm-hmm. it. Um, awesome match. Yeah, pretty much all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was good. Not, not a lot of problems with it. Yeah, and not, here's the thing: it's like you're giving me like a Kenny versus like Vikingo. I think this upcoming week they got. Jeff Cobb and Kenny Coming Omega in. for the U.S. title. I'm like, you're not just like, I'm not going to be like sad. Yeah, we're not, we're not easing Kenny back in. No, no we're just throwing <laughs> him into the wolves. You know, when he main events the Canadian Forbidden Door taking on Will Ospreay, I think we're all just oh going to Oh, my like, goodness. Die. Stop it. Anyway, that's but be yeah. Ridiculous. That's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's assuming, healthy. Yeah, so Ospreay's hurt right healthy, now, but, yeah. but I would assume he is going to yeah. be back then. That's like three months from now. Um, but yeah, winner of this Vikingo Commander match. I'm gonna assume Vikingo. Oh, Vikingo, yeah, for sure, 100. percent But yeah. this match, if you like the flippy dippies, this is gonna be flippy dippy times like 100. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I actually, if if either I could see the tag match that we're gonna talk about opening, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if this match opens and just everyone just goes yeah. crazy about yeah, how for sure insane these guys are. Uh, tag team. So it's a reach for the sky ladder match for the vacant Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Yep, we got. The Lucha Brothers mm-hmm. versus Top Flight versus The Kingdom versus Aussie Open versus uh, Roosh and Drillistico. 
Uh, this is a pick em. I, I, I feel like this is truly a yeah. pick em because there are five teams that are all really good. I can, you can make the argument for everybody. I, I mean, like, okay, you go top flight because they're younger guys, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's give them a rub, right? Yeah. They they win a match. They've been kind of close in a few others, right? Yeah, they pinned um, uh, the Young Bucks kind of like doing their Right, almost thing. had the six-man tag titles there. Um, the Kingdom, for obvious reasons. Just the affiliation with the Briscoes, right? They're like mm-hmm. Ring of Honor originals. Um the Lucha Bros, because the Lucha Bros. Uh, Lucha Bros, because you can bring in a lot of, like, AEW audience that doesn't yeah. know Ring of Honor very much. Right. Like, oh, Lucha Bros are tag champs? I'll go watch those. Um, Rush and Drillist to go, because they're both, like, the well, yeah, so, previous yeah, Ring yeah. of Honor guys. Kind of the same thing mm-hmm. with the Kingdom. I think Aussie Open's the only one that I probably would I don't have them in this at all, really, just because I think they're doing so much other stuff, like, um, in both in New Japan Strong or whatever, and they're yeah. doing the they're doing some really good work actually right now. Yeah. Um, no, they're a really good team. Yeah. They're just doing a lot of other stuff. Right. So I kinda want this Ring of Honor champion to be like Ring here. of Honor guys who are right. always here. That's why I, I this is tough. I'm gonna say top flight. Okay. I'm gonna say top flight. I think that's the team where it's like this is such a madness type of thing where maybe they have their moment here. Mm-hmm. Like it's kinda like they're the first like this is their first big win on a big stage, first major championships. You know, yep. That that is a good case. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Lucha Bros. Okay. In the sense that I think Top Flight could be the team to maybe beat the Lucha Bros, mm-hmm. but I think they're not do they're not gonna be doing anything on AEW for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those like give them the Ring of Honor ones, run it for three to six months. Right. Could be. And yeah, your next sure. your next couple pay per views are gonna be honestly really any good of the four. I, I actually I wouldn't even mind if Aussie Open won. I just want the champions to kind of be around defending them, yeah. right? So I like, like all five teams yeah, generally, yeah. so I'm not gonna be like. There's not a team that I'm like. I hope that team doesn't win. Right. I'm cool with all five teams winning. Yeah, so for sure, I think I think they did a really good job putting these five together. Um, it's be a lot of dudes in one. That's ten guys. That's a lot of people. Yeah, I mean it's not. I guess I guess it's a lot. I mean. A lot in of ladder, ladder matches. In a ladder match? Yeah, but I was gonna say a lot of t- a lot of matches now have like six to eight. That's true. So like like the last phase of the revolution yeah, ladder match, yeah. a lot of the money in banks have eight now. So yeah, it's like yeah. you're just like two more guys. Yeah, but that's true. They are a little clunky with eight. So. Twelve minute intros. <laughs> that's the thing is they're doing <laughs> team intros. Down. So Walk them down. Walk them down. Just keep going. And then the main event here. Claudio Castagnoli taking on Eddie Kingston for the Ring of Honor Championship. So this is an interesting one, actually. I would actually prefer for the Blackpool Combat Club to drop all their titles mm-hmm. and just be on AEW television now. Like, Claudio oh. at this point, here's and here's why. Claudio is playing second fiddle to Moxley. No shame in that. But he's the Ring of Honor World Champion. Mm-hmm. It makes the Ring of Honor World title look less than, mm-hmm. right? Oh, there's John Moxley. Oh, and the Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castle. It's Wheeler being the pure champion. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, like hey, he's their young up and coming guy, right? Like he's the young kid. Claudio's been in the business forever. He's got his world title runs with it now, right? But he's clearly in a feud, and they're kind of starting. They they started that heel turn on AEW television. I think Eddie Kingston, with his passion, his some of his promos where you can get away with, hey, let's put some legitimacy behind Eddie Kingston's name, give him the Ring of Honor World title, so when he does make his way back to AEW television, it's like, oh, shit, that's the Ring of Honor World Champion, or, oh, that's the former Ring of Honor World Champion, Eddie Kingston, Mm because nobody remembers that he's the first ever Chikara Grand Champion. Nobody remembers that. So this, I think, would be a huge moment for Eddie Kingston to get the win here. So I'm going to take Eddie. All right. That's your Ring of Honor show next Friday. Yeah, sure. I just got to remember to watch it. I'll watch it. 
<laughs> I mean, I will probably, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you so, say that. It's gonna, I'm more excited for this than NXT. We'll, we'll throw that out there. You, well, come no on. No one's ever excited for NXT. I'm excited to get stabbed in the face. I'm excited to get stabbed in the kidney. That, that's the, that's what you're basically. Man, you're season. just not high in Ring of Honor. We need you. I listen. I'm just waiting. Change for, your listen, tune. Change I just your need their roster to be a little more fleshed out, right? Yeah. I just you know let's let's start making a concerted effort. They're they're in the beginning stages. I get it. I understand. Yeah, they're trying just, to build up an audience. I just wish it was on free television. Is all I'm saying. You know, you do you want a four hour <laughs> television show? Because that's how yeah. long those shows are. Fine. Done. Sold. I, there's like 14 matches on each one of those Ring of Honor shows. Yeah, because they're six minutes long. <laughs> they are six minutes long. <laughs> the longest one I've watched was like 11 minutes long. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, all right, NXT time. Okay. Flip over. Flip the channel. Flip the channel. Crypto.com arena on the first. I think This will be fun. The fact that they're in different arenas, big deal. Yeah. Uh, they are, uh, the show starts at like uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Oh, it's on Saturday, isn't it? It's on I Saturday. Forgot. It's right yeah. before Mania Night 1. That's a lot of wrestling that day. Yeah, so just, just so you know, so you don't forget. If you, I would, I would forget. I, this, see, here's the thing: is you joke about missing the Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'm, I'm more joking actually, but this I would forget. This I would shit. forget. I'd be because going, of it's mania. like two thirty. I go, oh shit! I yeah, gotta exactly. go back and yeah. rewatch stuff. All right, we'll open with uh, the mixed eight man tag team match. Do you oh know? yes, okay, Schism versus uh, yeah, Schism. The Schism versus Chase U. So we got Andre Chase, Duke Hudson. I Ty love Holly, Chase U. I think Andre Chase is hilarious. Yeah. I love the whole Andre Chase like. I get it. It's funny as hell. Would not mind him being North American champion for seven minutes and then losing. But, like, yeah. I think it would be hilarious. I yeah. dig it. Um, yeah, schism Ch- wins, yeah, though. Yeah, I was going to say, Chase U and Tyler Bay versus the Schism. Yeah, Schism wins, and The Rock's daughter looks awesome because I think that's how they're going to play it. It's okay. her debut match. That's good. Mm-hmm. The Ava Rain or whatever her name is. Yeah. They, they should just call her Rock's daughter. It just says Ava on here, but <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Who's that? That's Rock's daughter. What's her name? Rock's daughter. It's <laughs> more over that way. That's the Rock's daughter. Yeah. She'd be like Ava Rock. And then everyone's like, I can definitely tell because she looks a lot like Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that's a compliment. It's a compliment. <laughs> sure. Dwayne, Dwayne's a good looking dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's scary. <laughs> Next up, we have an unsanctioned match. Oh boy, he's unsanctioned. I mean, it doesn't count for the records. It doesn't. It do, it does doesn't not count, count, even though they don't count records. Doesn't count for the records. Doesn't. Doesn't count, Mike. Right, we got Grayson Waller. I didn't lose because it was unsanctioned. No, Grayson Waller, Johnny Gargano. This would be a good one. Grayson Waller wins though. Hundred mm-hmm. <clears> percent. <throat> this will be a good match though. This is a match where they're counting on John to come in, right? Get yeah. this kid over. Um, in like the worst way. Yeah, really. Like they're really doing a lot of work with Grayson yeah. Waller. I think they look. He's got everything they like, right? He can talk. He's got a good look to him. I hate his. I hate his gear. Like the whole weird long boxing pant thing. I think it just looks ridiculous, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got everything they like, right? He's a, he's such a WWE guy. It's ridiculous. So yeah, he gets the win. Yep. Next up, we have the WWE NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. That was a lot of that was a mouthful. Yeah, it was. We got uh, Alba Fry and Isla Dawn challenging Kiana James and Fallen Henley. Yeah, so Fry and Isla get the win, I think here. Mm-hmm. And that's Just all I've got to say about that. Good, perfect. <laughs> Head to the next one. Then. That's what we like to see. Short, sweet, to the point, Rob. Just get rid of them. Just get rid of the titles altogether. Stop. NXT Women's Title Ladder Match. Woo! Because you know in NXT, the golden rule is if Gotta you have, have a vacant ma- title, yeah. ladder match. There we go. Because you don't have any other matches no. that you do here. No. We got Zoe Stark. We got Gigi Dolan. We got Indy Hartwell. 
We have Lyra Valkyria. Valkyrie, Valkyrie, probably. Valkyrie, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Tiffany Stratton. I hear a lot of buzz that people really like this Tiffany Stratton chick. Well, she's literally, like, the most, like, perfect being ever, right? Like, she's tall, she's good-looking, she's blonde, athletic, like, oh, everything. Yeah. Like, basically, like, okay, so she's, like, a clone of Charlotte in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. Without the wrestling ability, really, is kind of the point. Perfect. Um, I'd really like to see. Yeah, I don't really know. There's Here's the thing about this one. It's weird because, like, the Roxanne Perez is apparently cleared to wrestle again now. She is. So, like, I don't know if, like, if that's going to be, like, a surprise entrant and they just do something weird where she just wins it back. I, I think there's, like, possibility of that. I don't really have a favorite. Do you have a favorite here? I kind of like it? Indy Hartwell. I would like to see Indy Hartwell get it. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't either, but, like, I, she's the one I know the most of. If Cora Jade was in this, I'd just say her, but mm-hmm, I would that's not it. So, sure, I'll, I'll I'll take the Tiffany Stratton just because. Just okay, sure. cool. I'll take Indy Hartwell. There you go. For, just to be different from you. So well, I, I hope she actually wins. Like, I, I want, I'm, I'm only picking Stratton to be different than you, so. Okay, cool. That's the kind of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the NXT North American Fatal Five Way. Now this match, non ladder match. Yeah, that's right. Shut up, Mike. Okay, not every North American title match is a ladder match. Shut your face. Shut up. Thought I, it was going to be until last week, though. Shut up. I, I definitely thought it was going to be, but uh, this match could be awesome. It's going to be awesome, but Dragon Lee is just going to win. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got Wesley, we got JD McDonough, we got Ilya Dragunov, we got Dragon Lee, and we got Axiom. Here's the thing, though. They've got five guys that all can, like, legit go. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm just going to throw them all together. I'm like, man, you really could have just kicked off a women's tag title match and put this and put a single. Like, McDonough and Dragunov beat the yeah, crap out of each did. other last week. Holy shnikes. I think Dragon Lee's got to get the win here, though. Mm-hmm. Come out strong, win it, right? It's going to be a baby face because people are excited to see him, right? He's the newest signing. Um, and then basically you spin off matches into all four of those guys, and yep. I think you've got stories for days. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to say co-main event, but sure, yeah. whatever. We got the NXT Tag Team 3-Way match. Ooh. We got the Creed Brothers. Yep. Woo. We need a soundbite for the Creed Brothers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I told you you got to make well, a soundbite for the Creed I just Brothers. did, right there. <laughs> The Creed Brothers versus Gallus versus the D'Angelo family. Yeah, hard pass on that one. Okay. Um, Uh, But it's fine. uh, Which one wins? I still think Gallus actually retains. They just won him at the last event. I do too. I don't like having a team of like, I've got a main leader and then just random henchman guy as the next guy as Uh a tag team. That doesn't work for me, right? Okay. and then the Cree brothers, I think, I'd, I'd, I'd been there. I, I mean, if they did, I wouldn't be mad about it, but it just doesn't really seem like it fits right now. Yeah, I think we we love me some Cree brothers. I so, do love so. the Cree brothers. I think they're very good, um, but I think Gallus retains. Okay. I like Gallus. I, I like Gallus, too. I like their entrance music. Hey, yeah. Something else after that. Okay, know. cool. I just, yeah. like the, I just like the very first part because I think it's hilarious. Okay. So, and then our main event of the show, the one they've been built. This is the one match they've been really building. I, I think it's going to deliver, forever. too. I do think it's going to deliver. We got Braun Breaker defending his title against Carmelo Hayes. Okay. Let's just, let's let's go into a, a universe for a second, okay? okay. And say this show, like, yeah, like that this show is like a B, B-plus show. Okay. Going into this match. Mm-hmm. If Braun retains, does that like kind of kill it a little bit for you here? 
Not really. No, here's the thing. If the I match just, is awesome, not yeah, really. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm worried that it's like, okay, if he beats him, who the hell is next? Like, because yeah. he's beaten everybody. I thought Grace Smaller was going to take it. Didn't. J.D. McDonough and Dragunov he beat. He beat um, Ziggler. Everybody, you know. Who else is he going to beat? There's no one else left. So it's like, Dijak? Like, Dijak can't beat Wesley. So, like, how the hell is he going to beat Braun Breaker? Yeah. I feel like they've set up where Carmelo Hayes is the guy and Braun Breaker goes to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, no, I told, I agree with that. Yeah. I think Carmelo Hayes was going to win. I just, I, think just I, be- I didn't think, I think it's the same thing for, like, the Reigns one that a lot of people have, where mm-hmm. it's like if Reigns wins, I don't think people are going to be like, "Oh, the show sucks because Reigns won." No, no, not that it sucks. I just think it takes it down a peg because I think you're going in with the expectation of, "Hey, like we're going to see like a changing of the guard here a little bit. Yep. Like this is the next step because we're starting a new wrestling no, no, I, year." I, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I was just, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's going to tank it, but it's like I just feel like it's kind of like a flat ending almost, where it's like, "Oh, okay." Would you right, would well, you the say status quo is the same? Would you say the same thing if WrestleMania was a BB plus and then Reigns beat Cody? Would you say it goes yeah, down? I would say it. at this point, yes, because okay. I, because of the fact of where we're at with it, where it's like it's it's to a point where it's one thing if you're like, okay, well, Cody's been champion, blah blah blah. It's Roman's been champ. It's time, and even if they put, I, I'm not going to take away from the match, but it's like I think you're going in with an expectation, and maybe that's my fault for having the assumption of what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but. I feel like at that point you you've building it up so much where it's like people want to see this change. They're yes. ready for the change. Yes. Tell me a great story and then give me what I want in the words of Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. You know, let me spit over my microphone and go give me what I want, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel like that's kind of where we're at with this. So, I'm going I'm hoping Carmelo Hayes takes it here. Okay. Well, that will be your NXT show. And then but... Jay White debuts and everybody goes, "Why is he on NXT?" <laughs> See, I thought like Matt Cardona would debut, and everyone goes, "I guess I kind of understand." I'd be like, nice. "Really? You really, really?" You know, I'm like, "Come on, can't come out there and rough rider Cena and win the title, win no, the U.S. Not title." <laughs> no, nope, not at all. Uh, yeah, so it will take place during the day at WrestleMania 39 Night One. Uh, special start time at 1 p.m. Eastern. All right, so. on the peacock. Yes, yeah, so that's on what the we peacock. need. We need a peacock, like a. a yeah, that's what we need. As a, yeah, we got, we got to make some notes here and add these so we actually have them because. Yeah, we have anything yeah, fine, 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 good. No, we don't get anything, anything close to that. So, no. sorry, sorry. Yeah. I mean, kind of, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's our battle hawk I know, I love it. That's it's our battle hawk cry. It's the best one, too. All right, shifting our focus to, I think it's like the bigger show of the three. I, I would think so. You would, yeah. like, would you think, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people there, I think, <laughs> for Mania. I don't know. Do they really fill out, like, 130,000 people? What's the number they're going to save for this show? All right, let's They're see. Gonna what say was last year? Like 80-something, probably. Oh, so, okay, so I'll carry the one. 1. 1.7 million, million people. <laughs> and then Dave Metzler's like, actually, it was only 1.4 paid, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah they 0.3 did pay. They were just in there. They just papered. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they always exaggerate these numbers. It's always so funny. Well, it's like, funny is it's an exaggeration, but they're like, but what if we had put a one at the end of this to make it seem like we actually counted? 87,451 people. And you're like, well, those motherfuckers actually counted. Okay, all right, yeah. That make that really, and then they come back, and two minutes later, they're like, actually, it's only 65,000. And you're like, what? How'd that work? Yeah. 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 So there'll be a lot of people packed inside this uh, mm-hmm. SoFi Stadium. It can fit a lot of people in SoFi Stadium, let me tell you. Yeah. You, you wouldn't notice it if you watched a lot of Rams and Chargers games, but. Yeah. Except for the Super Bowl. Except for the Super Bowl. 
or the Niners games because all the Niners fans just drive. Yeah, up. they just drive up like <laughs> twenty minutes to watch it. But anyway, oh god! All right, so we it's got terrible. we got thirteen matches here to talk about today. Yikes! So we will get started. But it's between two nights, so that's nice. Yeah, and I assume they're going to add one more to make it seven and seven, but probably. Uh, we probably know a bad bunny match and makes me want to hurt myself. But yeah, it's probably. Fine. We know what's going to open Saturday's show. So we'll Woo! start there. We got Austin Theory defending his United States Championship against uh, John Cena. Yeah, that guy. Um, the guy uh, you can't see in WWE 2K23. Hilarious. I think that's funny. Um, I think Cena should win. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Uh, I, maybe I got the pipe dream, but I think Cena should win. And either on Raw or even night two, maybe that's the, the next match on night two. As Cena mm-hmm. comes out the next mm-hmm. night, he's like, I opened up last night. I'm going to open up tonight with the blah, blah, blahs. And um, I think Cena should win. Okay. That's where I'm at with it. I don't think Theory gets hurt by losing to the top five of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, you know. Yeah, I, I would prefer Cena to win. Yeah. And I'll, I'll pick Cena to win. I just don't see a, a scenario where, like, Theory just goes out there and just like, because if he cheats to win, it says, man, that's a shitty way to start the mania. Yeah. And then if he just beats him clean, everyone's going to go, what the? Yeah. It just doesn't send the right hot reaction mm-hmm. to start the show, I guess, is yeah. the way I would put it. If, like, if you told me they're going on third, mm-hmm. I go, oh, so Theory's probably going over. We're going to yeah. sandwich this in between some stuff and then get out of here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're opening the show. Mm. It's going to be interesting. And then the other match that we know for sure is going to be on night one. Is Seth Rollins and Logan Paul? This match is going to be awesome. Um, Seth Rollins is going to win, mm-hmm. um, but this match is going to be awesome. This, this, match this is, is going to be, really be the Logan Paul match, right? Everything's blocked out for him three weeks in advance. Um, they're going to make him look like a star, and and rightfully so. I think that Seth Rollins should go over, and mm-hmm. you know, everybody's none the wiser. Yep, I would agree. There's so, not a lot to talk about, but just because I just think like they're just two athletic freaks, and I just think it's I think it's going to be bang. really good. Yeah, yeah. She could steal night one, depending on what's on night one. Who knows? Yep. There's a lot of matches I think like could low key. Yeah, be like steal the show. Stars. Yeah. All right. Since we don't know outside of the main event, on yeah, the other nights, we'll yeah, just, just keep go going. Yep. We have the uh, father son dynamic. Yep. Of Ray finally and confirmed Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Hall of Famer Ray Mysterio. By Hall that of point. Famer Ray Mysterio yeah. versus a non Hall of Famer and Dominic Mysterio. Maybe um, should be at this point, but because <laughs> yeah. you know he's in Judgment Day. Yeah, that's true. They have a cool theme song. Yeah, right, so he should it. he respect should be it. in there. Um, this match I think is going to be the match that people went. This was shocking how good it was. And I really believe that. We were talking off air about this, and I'm really kind of willing to put my neck on the line for this. I think this is a match where you go, I understand. Like, if you've only seen Rey Mysterio in WWE, I think you've done yourself a disjustice, and you really need to go and watch him in WCW. But if you haven't, I think this is a match you're going to go and say, I understand now why Rey Mysterio is so highly regarded. Now, should he ever be world champion again? No. But, like, you understand why Rey is Rey. Like, this is match is going to be really good. Who do you think wins this match, though? Do you think Ray just beats him? Or do you think the Sun... Like, I can see a, a situation where Low Blow rolls him up, one, two, three, gets out of there, and mm. everyone's like, oh, he stole one. I can just imagine Michael Cole right now. He stole the damn match against his own father. <laughs> I, think, I think Ray wins. Okay, Ray wins. Sun, I'm going to yeah. take Dominic just to be different than me. Because we count this kind of stuff. Do, do we? <laughs> what's, what's the bet? I don't know. Yeah, I'm always right. 24-7 championship. Oh, okay. Three years running, baby. Three Roman Reigns running. can't touch my title reign. <laughs> <laughs> All 
That's tough. That is real <laughs> tough. Um, yeah, Brock Lesnar and Almas. Yeah, so Brock wins. They're going to have a match. And uh, there's going to be an F5 at some point. You think so? And he's going to go, ah, and then throw him. And then everyone's going to go, oh, my gosh. And then he's going to pin him. And then we're going to see 12 replays of it. And then we're going to go bye-bye. And then go to the rest of the good stuff. Cool. I'm, I'm this goes more than 10 minutes. I'm going to be low-key upset. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving it 10 when I really am accounting for entrances and replays. So, mm-hmm. really, I want to go 6. <laughs> Depending on how long the walkway is, because Omos has got, takes for Omos is like I see Undertaker's entrance. I'm going to raise you one. <laughs> I'm going to raise you another whole entrance. MVP over there with his pimp walk, walking down there and like gimping down there because he's got bad knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, we have a six woman tag match layered into the show somewhere. Yep, we got Trish Status. She's here. Yep, she's, she's here. a Hall of Famer. Yep, we got Lita, Hall of Famer, and one half. Well, the women's tag champs. So you should forgot about that. I did forget about yeah. that. It's funny enough. With the man, Becky, Becky Lynch, Lynch. <laughs> taking on damage control because yeah. they have to control their damage. Damn right they do. In Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Euro Sky. Yeah. So I think the faces probably just win here. I would um, assume Trish or Lita get a pin on like Dakota yeah, Kai. Yeah. Like it just doesn't seem like I don't know where it does. I think, honestly, this is kind of that situation where I think it would be better if Damage Control did win. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, Bailey getting a win, because she ain't win shit since she came back. Um, no, she's not one. But I just can't imagine that they're going to beat them. It just doesn't no, seem I like think it. I think this is like yeah. Trish pins Dakota Kai or something. Then yeah. they do like I know a, there was talk yeah, at one point job. about Trish maybe doing a, a, a turn and doing a heel turn thing, so maybe. Mm. But And then they're probably trying to, trying to set up like a, maybe a Becky-Trish Trish thing. Man. Yeah. That'd be kind of um, cool. That'd be kind of nice, um, but I don't know, right? Maybe we get that SummerSlam, you know, yeah. which will be there front row, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're dropping three grand on these shows. <laughs> yeah, hard pass. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, I'm gonna still say baby faces win. Okay. Baby faces with the win, with the wins. Mania, gotta send them home happy or to the concession stand, whatever. Because <laughs> one comes first. Well, you're going to talk about this Fatal 4-Way tag next? Because that's definitely where people are going to go, oh, I'm going to get some merch. Yeah, and specifically the women's one. Oh, so. you're sexist. You're sexist. Right, well, you're... we can do the men's one first. <laughs> I don't care. It's just in I'm my list that has the I'm women's one shit. first. Uh, women's uh, WrestleMania Showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag Match. It's a showcase. That's what it's called. Oh, all right. Not just, hey, we got to get these people on the card to give them a paycheck. All yeah. right. That's yeah, do you want to know when the Andre the Memorial, Memorial Battle Royal is? On Friday. It is on Friday. Bobby Lashley going to take that dub, baby. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Um, we got Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez taking on Natalia and Shotzi. Taking sure. on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus one team that is to be determined because they don't have enough so I'm going to go with uh, Ronda and Shayna. That's a pretty good assumption for this one. Yeah, I think that's a that's the heavy betting favorite, so I'm going to go that route. Yeah, I could look up the numbers. Um, okay. Maybe in a couple of years we can actually uh, go to FanDuel and bet this because, it, uh, you know, they might legalize it in Michigan. So <laughs> There you go. Uh, we might make a lot of money on this yeah, one. I'll be like, hey, put me down for 35 on uh, Shotzi and Natalia. At <laughs> <laughs> plus 45,000. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Sure, sounds right. good. Next up, we have the men's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal Far White Tag Match. A lot less wordy than get guys on the show for a paycheck match. Braun Strowman and Ricochet will sure. be teaming against the Street Profits. Uh-huh. They'll also be teaming against the Alpha Academy. Ooh. And uh, there's another team in there called the Viking Raiders. All right. 
So wait, you're telling me right now that Hit Row's not on WrestleMania? They are not. I am devastated. I want to Once see he missed guy. that top rope spot, and almost they died. Of, yeah, it almost died. They were kind of like, eh, WrestleMania, yeah. maybe not this year. Yeah, maybe not. Or ever, or just stop working, but it's fine. Um, this one's actually a little more tough for me. Um, I think all four of these teams are like kind of good. So. I'm going to say Viking Raiders. Okay. Just on a whim. Um, I think the I think the Street Profits are going to break up sooner rather than later, so that's why I'm not giving them the win here. Okay. I'm going to take... Alpha Academy. Yeah. Because I think they're funny. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> and I like Chad Gable. I think he, he, should, he should do something because yeah. it's not He's this. a guy who will have a job forever for WWE because he's just like, what do you want me to do? You want me to call me Shorty G? Yeah, sounds great. I'll yeah. get gear made. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it all set up for yeah, you. Yeah, no worries. Exactly. All right. We got uh, the last non-title match here. Okay. But the most build of the, non- of the non-titles. We have the Hell in a Cell match that mm-hmm. doesn't take place at Hell in a Cell. Nope. Crazy idea. Never, I know. Never seen Couldn't it. Couldn't imagine. Nope. Um, Stupid. Edge <laughs> versus possibly Demon? Demon Finn Balor. Well, there's also some rumors that Edge is going full brood with this one, too. Like with Gangrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we get we might get brood Edge versus Demon yeah. Finn Balor. There we go. So we got Vampire on Demon. Demon. All right. That'd be so, fun. Uh, we like that. Um, How are we feeling? Yeah, I dig it. I, I think, like, at this point, right, you've raised... I, this is kind of how I think a feud should go, though, when it comes to, like, how we raise the stakes, right? A mm-hmm. little by little, right? Okay, have a tag. Okay, have a single. Okay, now we got some the, the mixed tag. And now we've got, like, we're using Hell in a Cell in the right context. Here. Oh, so you're saying that we shouldn't just have a pay-per-view and yeah. just have a Hell in a Cell match on it's it every like year? It's like TNA having a whole pay-per-view of all steel cage matches just because we said it's locked down. It's the mm-hmm. dumbest thing ever. But... This is the way Hell in a Cell should be utilized, right? Major feud has been going on for like the whole year, right? This is the blow off. This is it. Right here. We're putting it all on the line right here, right now. Um, I don't know who wins, though. I'm going to assume Edge here. Just, but like. See, I kind of assumed Finn would win. I'm torn like an old sweater. I really am. Because like Edge is like coming, he's kind of winding down. I think Finn could get it. I would, I'd be fine either way. Mm hmm. It just feels like a mania in hell in a cell where if there's going to be no like funny business and it's just two guys, I just don't see how they're just going to have Finn beat edge. That's just how I have it right now. Like with the way they positioned mm-hmm. it, I just don't see that happening. Now, if there's funny business where like Damian priest is in there and stuff, we could definitely see that. I kind of would prefer it to just be those two. I'm hearing yes. rumors like gang is going to get like physically involved. I go great. So it's like going to take away from mm-hmm. it for me a little bit. Um, yeah, I kind of just I kind of feel the Finn Balor only because I feel like I think it would do more for Finn clearly. Yes, I think it'd be I think, huge for Finn. I think one it'd be a huge win for Finn at yeah. Mania. Two, it would bring up the judgment day to be like mm-hmm. legit kind yes. of thing. And three, we don't see the demon a lot. No. And so it's like the, the idea If it of, is demon, that's a big step. I think yeah. the idea of I'm bringing the demon at WrestleMania in Hell in a Cell to beat you, if he brings it and wins, I think then you can stretch that out to where he has bigger matches mm-hmm. and in those bigger matches. It's finally what I wanted the demon to be. Let me ask you this, though. Is the demon, though, do you think it should be utilized because he's a heel? Aren't people going to cheer this? I think against Edge. I still think they're going to cheer here's it. A, so here's the thing. I think it's the same thing we had, the, and we'll talk yeah. about the Reigns-Cody. Yeah, yeah. I think they're both relatively going to get cheered. Okay. 
Okay, so you don't think it's going to matter necessarily? I don't Because Edge is so uber. They're not going to yeah, boo Edge. Like, they're not going to boo Edge, no. but then they're not going to boo Finn. They're not going to boo Finn walking out as just Finn Balor, I don't think. I think they'll boo him if he walks out as just Finn Balor. I don't think they're going to boo him if he does. Because yeah. people are going to be like, oh, yeah, he's, he's coming out, right? Yeah, but like, yeah that's okay, a totally sure, different thing. Sure, but I, I, yeah, so if he comes out as Demon, I don't think they're going to boo either one either way. Yeah. And so I don't think it okay. matters. Yeah. I just worry it would take away from it because it almost then becomes like, well, I don't want to see Finn lose, but I mean, I don't want to see Edge lose, right? Yeah. So it's kind of one of those. I like this, though. I like the fact that I feel like they could go either way with it. I think you make great points. I agree with everything you said, by the way. Yeah. I just, you know how they do it. It's no, 100%. Like, like the way they normally book things, probably yeah. Edge wins. But I think that, like... I think you're right. The it, feud, it helps like, Finn more. When, when, when you looked at the NXT Finn, yeah. every takeover, right. he was like, I'm going demon. Right. And when he went demon, it was like, oh, you're not beating him. Right. You know what I mean? It was no, like yeah, one of those, sure. and so he that's, hasn't been done. Demon, what? In, what? Two years since, since, he fa- since thirty-five. Rain? When he I beat thought he Bobby. faced, I thought he faced Reigns and he. Oh, he fought. Yeah, he fought Reigns as and he went Demon there, right? Whatever, and he yeah. fell off the turnbuckle. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, that was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> when the turnbuckle uh, first broke on him at yeah. Extreme Rules, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. We we kind of just forget that ever happened. Yeah, but. No, that's how I wanted the demon always. That's always what I wanted the fiend to be for Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. was okay. Last resort, you're in Hell in a Cell, you're in mm-hmm. Elimination Chain, you're in this huge stakes match. We're bringing out the demon because that's the last right. thing we have, right? And yeah. the demon almost always overcomes, right? That's yeah, kind of I mean, what that's kind of my my thought is why they're bringing the demon. Yeah, so yeah this would be an interesting one. I'm I'm interested to see if they do that or not. Yeah, so <clears throat> should be fun. Yeah. We, we like to see Demon Balor. We like the <laughs> Demon Balor entrance. That's what we like. Yeah. Um, Him going, Ugh. Every time. Just yelling at me. Oh. He does, he does yell. Yeah. He does get, like, paint on other people, too. <laughs> it's kind of gross. <laughs> um, next up here, we have uh, the double face match. We got Asuka taking on Bianca Belair yeah. on uh, no, no booings. I've seen a lot of people taking Bianca here. I, I feel like... I, I feel like this is an Asuka win. I, me too. That's, I felt like I was in the minority. Like, I really feel like Asuka needs this more than Bianca. Bianca's been champion now, all year. I, I, you have, they have a slight opportunity if they really wanted to. Yeah. And this one could really start off where Bianca's 2-0 right now. Oh. They could really start yeah. a little streak with Bianca. Maybe. If they wanted yeah. to. Because they don't have a lot of, like... Yeah. I mean, they've never had, like, a women's, like, streak yeah. thing. Right. But with how good Bianca is, and so far she's 2-0, and so you're kind of lucky with the first two that right. you, like, pin right, her right. in there. Yeah. If she, if you decide, okay, we're going to have her win here, you can kind of get her to a moment where she's, like, 5, 6, 7, and 0. And yeah. it's like, Bianca WrestleMania is basically unbeatable. Edge was undefeated until he faced Taker Exactly, and that was yeah. 4, 5 in a row or whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could get Bianca to that point because you've never seen the women's Right. Get to like a point where it's like yeah. she's six and zero at Mania, right? You know what I mean. So That's down the line, you could you could really build someone by beating her for a championship yeah. at like six and zero or seven and zero or right. something. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe I still think Oscar's going. I still think Oscar yeah. should win, but I yeah. wouldn't be shocked. Like if Bianca wins and the next pay per view Oscar wins, yeah. In the back of my mind, I'm going to be like, now, so they're saving maybe something. they're saving something for that Mania yeah. Bianca love or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good call. Uh, next up here, we got uh, the winner of... Let me make sure it's not the match. Okay. We got the winner <laughs> of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. The women's side, Rhea Ripley, taking on Charlotte Flair. 
projectively on night one, but it's not confirmed. Yeah, they both haven't done a great job um, of either women's title match really building to anything. So mm-hmm. That's always been kind of unfortunate, right? Where, like, I don't feel like... This match should have a ton of heat. The mm-hmm. babyface, babyface is a little bit tougher, right? I get that. This match, though, has history. We've mm-hmm. seen this before at the COVID mania and it's, stuff. The weird thing about this one is this is a... Raw versus SmackDown match. Yeah, right. And Rhea's been on Raw a lot, but hasn't been on SmackDown no, at all. No, she was just finally out like there. Like, normally yeah. when, even in, like, brand split times... Yeah, they switch shows. They would switch shows yeah. to do it, yeah. but they don't want to switch the judgment date to SmackDown. Right, they just, that's why I but, thought it was weird that she was challenging for the SmackDown title in the first place. Yeah. I thought Ripley versus Bianca could have been, like... Next level shit. Yeah. Now, nothing... And I mean, Charlotte's the greatest. Literally the greatest probably ever. So, yeah. like, I'm not mad Which about also it. Which also kind of... Kind of... This is why it builds onto my theory that I think Bianca's gonna have a streak at Mania at yeah, one yeah. point. Is because I think they probably wanted to do a Rhea versus Bianca. Yeah. And maybe it came into their mind like... Well, maybe. We don't want Rhea to... We don't want Rhea to beat her because yeah. then it's like... It kind of ruins it. So, we'll have Asuka... I, I, listen, at the end of the day, I don't love the builds for either matches. I don't um, either. But I will say that if you're looking for four women... Outside of like, like Becky again, or like you know Bailey, you know I still waiting for Bailey to really have her moment. I know she won that Fatal Four Way a couple years ago, but like have her like her actual moment. But anyway, um, I do think these are probably the top four women you have right now, right outside of Becky being that other kind of person in there. And so, all things considered, I think Rhea and Charlotte could have one hell of a match, mm-hmm. like going in there. I think Rhea's going to get cheered heavily yes. in this match. I think people are going to be like, let's fucking go yes um so i think she should take this in i'm not like not like beat her in six minutes like she did oscar a couple years ago but that was kind of anticlimactic mm-hmm. but like i think this i think this match should get some time i think they're gonna tell a great story uh their last wrestlemania match i thought was really good and i think Rhea should take it and i think Rhea should hold it for a, a hot while, minute yeah. like at least till SummerSlam, if not longer mm-hmm. because she is the reason why the judgment day works dominic mm-hmm. mysterious helped but she is the complete and utter reason why that faction works and mm-hmm. why she's been as she's never been better. She had such a great NXT run. This has been better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I really think that she's an MVP of 2023 for WWE. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up, we have the triple threats intercontinental championship match, which will be a killer of a match. Do you think this would be better if it was one, it was a one-on-one match, any combination, Drew versus Sheamus, Sheamus versus Gunther again, Gunther versus Drew. Do you think it would be better? Maybe. Because I kind of, I'm a little bit worried that it's almost because there's three of them in there. It's almost going to be like a hindrance a little what bit. What I kind of hope happens yeah. is, is one powders out, they get a whole yeah, big thing. Another guy comes in kinda, powders uh, out. That's yeah. kind of what I hope for yeah. in that sense. It's like you get Gunther, Sheamus. Because yeah. here's the thing is, Gunther Sheamus has been great, but you've seen it twice already. No, I, I know like what I'm need, saying. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you need something to spice it up a little bit, which yeah. is why McIntyre is fun to add in there. I I think this build, contrary to the women's, has actually been pretty stellar. Mm-hmm. The the battle royal where they tied, and then you've got there oh, they were a tag team, right? And so it's like well, the, well now we're friends, but now we're feuding again, and blah. blah. It it's allowing them to kind of be flourishing in the mid card without having to have Drew in the main event in some random. Yeah, match or Sheamus, whoever. I really dig it. I, I do. I do too. I, I think this match is going to be awesome. Uh-huh. I expect a new champion here. I don't know how how you feel here, um, but I I I'm assuming I, I'm willing to say it's Sheamus. 
just because it's the only title he's not held. Mm-hmm. And I think Sheamus had a extremely underrated 2022 up mm-hmm. to now. I yeah. think his his matches with Gunther and everything else, I really think that that's a thing. And I think if they split the titles when Cody wins it and they give a title back, I wouldn't be shocked to see Gunther be world champion soon. Well, so I think I think if anything, Gunther loses. I, I think there's a because, title change because I this. think Gunther is first challenger to Cody when Cody. I'm telling <clears> you, <throat> I'm telling we're you, not right? going to talk about it. Yet, well, I'm but, saying even if let's just say Cody wins, I think they split the title. I think Gunther could just be just become world champion. Yeah, maybe. But I think I think yeah. Cody having that match with Ludwig and yeah, uh, stuff true. like that. Like I think they're kind of starting. I'm a to worry they're going to go to solo first, and I'm going to be hating that because he keeps telling me, "You're not ready. You're not ready. Yeah. You're not ready." And I'm not like, no, fun. I don't want that. No, no, no hard no, pass. No. Anyway, let's get back to this stuff. Yeah. This match, so though, I don't. I don't think Gunther wins. Yeah. Now. Uh, if you wanted, if you wanted to make me Sheamus versus Drew, yeah, I wouldn't be I mad think, either way. I think it could go either way. Yes, I do think Sheamus takes it because it's kind of third times the charm type feel. Mm-hmm. I think McIntyre's just kind of thrown in there to one well, get him yeah. on a meaningful match on the card, and two he could take the fall. And that, I, that I, I and here's Gunther. the thing too. I think that you've got a situation where Drew's been Intercontinental Champion before. I, I, I'm really leaning to the fact that Sheamus hasn't right. Mm-hmm. He's never been Intercontinental Champion. It's the only title. It's the only thing he has done. He's won the Royal Rumble, King of the Ring, Money in the Bank. He's literally done everything except for win the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Drew's been there. He's a top guy. Um, I could see Drew getting it, adding kind of leveling up the IC title even more than what Gunther's done. Yeah, but Sheamus um, could also exactly. Level it up but at the Sheamus same is way. a former world champion. I don't think right? there's a, a debate you can have that Drew has yeah. that you also can't be like. But Sheamus can do that. Yeah, too. Right, right. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying is, like, I don't really think there's a bad option here. No. I actually hope that Gunther doesn't win this match. I do, too, because I think yes. he's destined he, for better things. Yes. Yeah. I think I think he's kind of over with his IC title time. And I if, think Sheamus is great for And then spot. if we spin this off into Sheamus versus Drew for the next couple months for the IC title, mm-hmm. imagine a card where you've got, say, Gunther, Cody, and then Sheamus, and Drew. Drew for the IC all right, now we're yeah, now, now we're, we're t- now, now we're something. cooking with gas. So yeah. then you got I'm gonna, Rhea yeah. for the SmackDown Women's versus exactly whoever um, live or something. And they got you know uh, all those things. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Sheamus in this one. Yeah, I'm also gonna take Sheamus. Okay, um, I think it's either Sheamus or Sh- or Drew. These guys are gonna beat the shit out of each other. Yes, yes. There's gonna be a lot of chops. The best part about Mania, I'm just thinking about these crowd reactions for these guys are gonna be huge. Mm-hmm. Drew's ma- music, you know. People are going to be hyped for Sheamus. People are digging what Gunther's doing. Mm-hmm. Talk about a guy who, if you want to look at Triple H's influence, mm-hmm. Gunther is the example. Yes, where you yes. go, this guy was going to be fired and be doing jobs, and now he's going to be a main eventer mm-hmm. in a matter of about nine months. Yeah, That's insane. That's crazy. All right. We are in the big two matches here. Okay. We have two left here. Um, let me make sure there was two left. Yeah, two left here. Mm-hmm. Two matches that have been the storyline of the year. So we're, we hit them last. Yep. I am at the point to say they pro- – well, one's definitely made of any night, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one will is in in competition to main event night one. I think it should. I think it should. It's not going to. But I, I, it, I, as of right now, I've heard the women, the the Charlotte one's going to main event night yeah. one. I think it's either one of the two. Yeah. Um, this the build. I don't think has warranted it, but with the Mania thing, you're like okay, yeah, with the Royal winning, Rumble, winning the Rumble, like I said yeah. last week, it's kind of hard to right kind of tout against nope, yep, it. You're right. But Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed tag team championships. I, I mean. 
culmination, right? I mean, is there a way? Okay, is there a way the Usos win this? Because I kind of feel like it almost has to be Kevin and Zane. Yes. Okay. Okay. This was going to go to a question I was going to ask you, but I'm just going to bring this in now okay. about special appearances or new people debuting sure. either on this show or Monday night. When's FTR losing? That's true. So if if you're telling me that the Usos win, and you tell me then Monday night FTR comes back, yeah. Actually, let me let's check this timeline. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when they're done because I. So one, I don't know when they're done. When the matches. Contract. Yeah. Two, I was going to look to see if they announce their match for like Wednesday or right, something because right, yeah, yeah. it could line up where if they lose on this upcoming Dynamite, if FTR came out either after that match. Which mm-hmm. would kill the main event if they're not main eventing. Yeah, might one kill. kill it. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, keep going. Um, I'll, I'll see yeah, you yeah. after though. But or the night after, right? Usos come out, and here's why they're not going to. But I'm just I'm I'm fantasy booking here a little bit, is because that's the match where you go. Okay, we're not going to give it to Sammy and Kevin, right? Because they're going to be two single stars and they're going to go off and be world champions again. Um, but then FTR comes back, and FTR is the team that beats the Usos. And now you just went, hey, Usos, hey, let's go away for a little bit, right? Go rest up. Go take six months off. Now FTR is that team, right? So now you just go from the Usos having a historic reign to FTR's back after having a successful run as multiple champions all over the world, comes back and beats the, the number one tag team in the world, wins the tag titles, and now you're like, oh, shit, now FTR's got the titles? Man, WWE's tag division just went up about 15 notches. And I'll talk about the matches between the Usos and FTR. Uh, amazing. Yeah, so as of this moment... It's not been announced. It's not been announced okay. for anything. If I had to take a guess, yep. my best guess would be the FTR match takes place at that Battle of the Belts, okay. which is on the 7th or 8th okay. of okay, April. Okay, so let's, let's take FTR off the table then. Yes. In that I situation, s- Sammy and Kevin win. Yes. And I think it's the right decision. I would say I would say the reason that they main event would be what you're saying though yeah. is Usos win, look out F that the say FTR, yeah. say yeah Dude. hits and like Hardy level pop. Hardy level pop. They walk out and they mm-hmm. say that you know what would be crazy? Well, I guess it would maybe take away from night two's main event, but yeah. they said, Hey, tomorrow, opening match, let's do it. Yeah. And you had Usos FTR to open night two would be well, insane. Well, I mean, your stack of the deck is Jay White comes out and challenges Cena night and two. Night two. The you're just, yeah. Your <laughs> night two is the craziest <laughs> night of wrestling in history. I know. Um, but no, I don't think this FTR yeah. thing is going to be done by then. Right. So, so assuming taking that off. Assuming anything FTR out. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win the tag titles here. I think the Usos need to go away. Yeah. I and think the whole bloodline needs to go away. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, is um, if FTR, say, came out around backlash time or mm-hmm. something, them and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh, no. Is, yeah, that's not the it's – the, it's the best consolation prize ever, yeah. right? But now, like, it would be crazy FTR running through New Day, and here, yeah. running through and, Usos. Well, here's what's oh. been important, though, right? In, in, that, in that context, staying with that line of thinking, is if Sami and Kevin do win it, right, and then FTR is the next challenger, they need a team that is strong enough to beat Cam, Sami and Kevin. Because if Sami and Kevin beat the Usos, the tag titles – I don't want to see the Street Profits beat Sammy and Kevin. I'm sorry because no one could beat the Usos for a year and a half and then Sammy and Kevin do it. Without like you, a story. Right, of right. Like, you need a good team, mm-hmm. a legit like tag team specialist to beat Sammy and Kevin. Yeah. That's what it has to be. Yeah, and that and that story of right. like yep. 
You guys yep. are two singles guys. Right. We're the we're, tag team we're, guys. We are the tag team everywhere we've been. And then they knock them off. And then the Usos come back. And now we're just making are we, money. Are we just hoping that we get Usos FTR at Summer Oh, tomorrow? absolutely. I'm putting that in the freaking world right yeah, we, now. We're going to oh throw that God. out there. I would... I'm, oh, it's gonna be awesome! But I, anyway, I, the direction WWE is going is like that SummerSlam show could be really good. Oh my god! Because they have so many stars right now. Yes, exactly. That could be there. And, and that let me ask there. you this: This is a subtopic. I know we're an hour and a half in, but I, I do think this is fun because it's the, literally the biggest weekend of the year, right? Wrestling wise. Um, where do you think FTR is going? Do you think they're staying, or do you think they're I, going? I I think they're staying. I do personally. too, because I don't think they would have come out and done this whole shtick. Yeah, like and, so. And what the, I would say is, I think the whole shtick they did, yeah. I think adds to the level of I don't know who's gonna win. Yeah, because I think because all the uh, it's kind of I wouldn't say as as this is marquee, the worst team for them to beat. By the way, it's just no, I the know. worst. But it, it's kind of on the marquee of when like the the Punk Cena thing, mm-hmm. where it was like you kind of just didn't know yeah, because right. his contract was ending. It was like mm-hmm. there's no way. Punk wins right. because his contract's ending. Then he does, and you're kind of confused. Like FTR coming out and going, "We're gonna put our like, we will never show up on AEW again if we lose this match." Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those like, so we don't know because of all the rumors of like right. we don't know where they've signed right. or anything. It's like it adds to that intrigue because if that right. wasn't a stipulation, you just go, "So FTR probably just wins, right?" Or right. they lose and it doesn't matter. Now that you have that stake yeah. of they won't be there anymore, it's like. No, I agree. Well, I, I, you don't I, yeah. know. You literally don't know. Am I wrong to want them to go back, though? No, not at all. Because, like, I feel like... I think I think also a, a key, like, verbiage is yeah. that they'll never be on AEW again. Yeah. I think hurts... Yeah, this whole that thing. That angle a, little bit. a yeah. little bit. Or we'll leave. Like, or we'll yeah, leave yeah, right. forever or whatever they used to Or they, they just said, we'll, we'll quit. And then, yeah. we'll, and then Saying like, oh, so you different come back because in three years. Yeah. I was going to say, they could quit, run through WWE's tag division for back. two years, yeah. and then go back. But saying that you won't ever show up on AEW television again or something, it's I, like a little yeah. a little on the fart-fetched side. I just, I just, man, I just feel like they have so much unfinished business on the main roster for WWE. Yeah. They didn't get that run, that like that real run, yeah. where like, man, give me New Day in them in like a legit mm-hmm. like three, four, six month build. Give me them in the Uso. Give me all three of them. Yeah. Give me whoever. Street Profits in there and yeah. stuff like that. Viking Raiders. All these teams where you just go, man, Creed Brothers versus FTR? Yeah. DIY mm-hmm. against, against them? Mm-hmm. Again? Shit. I mean, there's yeah. just so much stuff that they could do where you just go, man, I just feel like you could make these tag titles mean so much yeah. with them. And if back. the tag titles are going to stay unified... That's yeah. kind of a way I would want it to go. Because if, yeah. if FTR came back yeah. and they split the titles, yeah, I'd be the, like, yeah, and they won the Raw one yeah. or SmackDown right. one, I'd be like, all right, whatever, because yeah. there's another one. But because they're unified, it's like, if FTR is a unified tag champ and you're, they're just running through teams, yes. it would be a I, lot ju- I just feel like they just are, they didn't have that super great run. I feel like even AEW has not really maximized what they had. Yeah. And I feel like... I, I, kind, I kind of feel like if they, they could win it here and really... Go on tear apart the tag division in yeah. AEW for a minute here. Yeah. I don't know. Because now the tag division AEW stepped up their game. Yep. There's a lot of teams mm-hmm. outside of like Lucha Bros and Young Bucks right. when they were the champions the first time where there was like four or five good teams. Mm-hmm. I think now you can say there's like 10, 11, 12 good teams that they can kind of play with. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just interested in that whole setup because yeah. I do think it's important, but especially because they're like, it's kind of probably going to be our last contract and then they're going to be done. Probably. So it's like, oh, okay, well, then that makes things a lot more intense but anyway let's get to it though yeah so sammy and zane win i think this match could be legit five-star quality by the way 100 percent. i i I think i think on this show 
I think there's two like very high, mm-hmm. like almost five star quality. I think type if, matches. if they don't, if they just give every match the right proper amount of time, yeah, right. Like this, the IC match, I could see being a yep. five star match. Yep. I could see this tag match being a five star match. Yep. A lot of other matches, I could see like four and a half. Yeah, being really high. like four yep. four and a halfers. Yep, a uh, lot of good stuff on this show. Yep. Um, it's main event. Match quality wise, I don't. I don't know. I actually like think great. it could. I think it could be. I think could you be, could get. I uh, think if they take it up a notch, yeah. Second half, first half of the match is gonna suck. Second, <laughs> that's kind of what I mean. Match, yeah, that first half. That first. If you, if you tell me this match is forty minutes long, oh my God. at the end, or if, wow, so that sounds like a Japan message. No, it's not go that long. Yeah. Well, we'll say like twenty-eight minutes. Okay, that sounds more WWE-ish. Yeah, twenty-eight minutes. That's a good time. Yeah, the first fifteen, kind of be a. Kind of a lot like, of story. A lot of story. Yep. A lot of building to it. Yep. If that, that last 10 to 13, like that McIntyre Reigns yep. match, yep. you kind of watch the first half and you're like, it's a and good match. And then it just, and then, and then it's just like goes to a whole new level. I think if they could hit that level, I think this match could be awesome. This, I'm worried that it won't hit I that think level. Cody, and I think Roman's going to have his working pants on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody's Cody, right? Co- Co- here's the thing that makes me more confident is that Cody is the ultimate storyteller. He, he made... Gold dust look good. He at made fifty five, right? Like he did. Make you know gold what I mean? I think the, I think the match has the right amount of heat. I love the fact that they haven't touched yet. Uh-huh. That's so important to me. Yeah. Um, I had a really good promo on Monday where even he's like, "I swear to God, if somebody brings up my dad one more time, I'm gonna lose it." Because like I'm tired of hearing about it. I love that because I did think they were kind of really leaning into the dusty thing a little too much. So I like the fact that he kind of curtailed that. Now, mm-hmm. um, I think this man. I think it's just gonna be a. They're going to stand in that ring for the first four or five minutes, and then one's going to be going ballistic, mm-hmm. and no one's going to know what to do. And then they're going to tie up, and it's like, okay, here we go. And mm-hmm. I like, I've, I, in a perfect world, I would structure this match. We start out fast, right? After we let the crowd kind of die mm-hmm. a little bit, because as soon as they lock up, people are going to go nuts again. Mm-hmm. Let's start quick, right? The interchange, hip toss, drop down, you know, shoulder block. Leapfrog, all that shit, right? Like the the com, you know what yes, I'm talking yes, about, yes, right? Yes, like yes, the yes. very initial thing you learn yeah, when you wrestle. The, the first like every three right. minutes, every come match in there, ever. right? Side takedown, right? Right into a headlock, right? And you let the crowd breathe, right? And then we slow it down, and then you know Roman gets the advantage, and then we've got this great back and forth haymaker, haymaker for the last 12 minutes, and we go home. Cody hits the crossroads, middle of the middle of the ring, one, two, three. I pray, I am praying. We don't get interference in this match. I hope not. I don't want. I don't want get solo out of here. Mm-hmm. Or if it's gonna happen, it better happen in the first four or five minutes. Yeah. Right where he does something, referee kicks him out. Yeah. I want Paul out there mm-hmm. doing his thing. I want Cody. Yeah. I, I want, want some Paul Ro- reactions. Yeah. I want reactions. I want, I want those reaction yes. shots. And then I want Cody and I want Roman going twenty five minutes by themselves. Yeah. Can we just have them? If this is it for Roman here, right? This run. If this is it, it's gotta be no shenanigans. Let's do it right. Don't make everyone else look like shit on the way out. Cody's already going to be the guy. You don't need to do it. Just let's have the match everybody wants to see. I don't care if it's predictable that Cody's going to win. I don't even know, honestly. You really don't at this point. Mm -hmm. But if it is Cody, which I hope it is, Mm -hmm. then let's make it as big as it can be and as genuine as it can be to say, hey, look, he's the guy. He is the guy now that we're taking to the next year. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. That's the way this needs to be done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I will be a very sad camper coming on the show next Listen, week or two weeks from now. If he doesn't win, I don't know what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. then that tells me they're waiting for The Rock. And you don't need the... T- Roman, with this run, mm-hmm. has ascended to a level where he does not need the championship to be the biggest draw in the company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Rock, Reigns, night one, main event. Who the hell is going to complain for that? Where it's just, hey, it's just Rock, it's just Roman, no titles. It's who's the head of the table. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is going to say that that's not going to be, that, that people aren't going to line out the door for that shit? Yeah. Come on. At WrestleMania 40, of all things, some bitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for the world title on one night, and Cody versus Gunther in another one, and we're rolling. We're rolling. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm really excited. I, I'll be a sad camper. Yeah. I might, you know what? I might not even show up. Oh, my. That Don't night. say that. that. That's that, not okay. That's two weeks from now. That's not okay. Uh, question for you. <laughs> um, that's not okay. Well, well <laughs> Cody better win then. Go, go call WWE. Um, for the night after and everything, right? There's mm-hmm. been the reports, right? We're going to do some twists and turns, and you know, mm. we're actually going to make it the actual Raw after Mania again instead cool, of the last cool. four years where it's been absolute hot garbage. Yeah. Um, what are the odds you think that Jay White is signed or does get signed? Because we've got the reports right that he's talking to both. Mm-hmm. I do think he's better in WWE. I think he's a lot better in WWE. Um, what are the odds that he is one of those guys as a surprise? I'm just gonna say I I'm really pipe dreaming it here that it Cena challenges night two or something mm-hmm. like that and it happens because I think that would be amazing. But I think that there's a little bit of a concern on the WWE side where it goes if you don't watch New Japan and you haven't watched many W, do you know who this guy is? That is. Point A concern I have. Yeah. But on the night after Raw, yeah. or the night after Mania, I think you could debut him where the people who know, know, and then if he comes out, he doesn't have to be with Cena, just in general, he comes out and debuts, and he's a big deal. People go, who is this guy? And then I, we're rolling. I, I think it works better on the Raw after yes, Mania. I agree. In general. Yes, yes. Um, one, because i just seen a working double duty on Mania, even though... It, yeah, I don't but, see that happening. Like, I well, I could it. see a squash night, too. Yeah, he could squash. You know what I mean? Sure. Comes in, Blade Runner, it's over. Yeah, but I think I think it works a lot better yes. on the Monday after. Yes. Um, I think people would lose their shit. I, I, I would. I'd be freaking out. I would be, too. Yeah. But, like, um, I do think it would work better, and I just, like, he is there... Outside of FTR coming over, I think that that's a huge fish for them. I know the Kenny thing, but he's still got a year left on his deal. So, like, getting Jay White over here, I think, is massive. Yes. I don't think I, – I really don't know if AEW would know what to do with him. I think it's so no. crowded right now in such a random time. No, they're and, like, AEW's getting a lot of guys back now. Yes, Adam so Cole's I, coming back, right? You've yeah. got, like – because I, I – spoiler, I think Adam Cole's got to beat MGF, by the way. Um, but – sure. Uh, He'll do it uh, like all out. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to be the biggest baby face they have, and then he's just going to win the title, which yeah. will make me very happy. Anyway, back to WWE, though. I'm just, I think that they've got something in the back pocket that we just don't know about yet for the night after. I don't know if it's Jay White. I don't know if it's, a, I know Orton might be coming back, too. Maybe it's, well, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be like doing anything. Well, he's, he's still fly, well, they're flying him in. So yeah, I don't know if he's going to be like wrestling. I mean, maybe, maybe he's like back. Well, they said, no, apparently he reached out to get new boots made and stuff. So oh. he might be actually back. Maybe him and Cena one more time for the U S title. Oh, I'm not excited for that. Sure. Really? No. I would be no. one more time. No, really? I've seen it like 4,000 times. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, li- like I literally, Listen, like and then 4, triple H going to come out. We get Orton and triple H again. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's rehash that <laughs> terrible Mania match they had at 25. <laughs> let's run that one back. Yeah, it's good times. Anyway, um, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, right, we've got basically everything we just talked about today, but this time we're going to talk about the results and why we hated or loved them. Definitely love them. Definitely love them? Definitely love them. Okay. Maybe. Um, we may talk some more NFL stuff. We've got maybe some basketball, depending on how Luke is playing. Um, <laughs> or if LeBron comes back. Yeah, LeBron comes back, breaks his about. foot again. And everyone's maybe like, MB what wins happened? MVP, and then I can be happy about something. I don't know. Yeah, sure. We can talk about how the Pistons somehow managed to get worse, and we don't really know how that worked out, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming away next week. Yeah, though, baseball but... might be starting. Yeah, it's going to. Did you, but did like, you hear about it starting? Yeah, let, who's watching? Let's be real. Um, do, oh, you don't have a sound clip for that one? Oh, like, for, for baseball? Yeah, for oh, baseball. Let's see. I, know let's you, see. I know you got something for baseball. Oh, let's see. I'm for Tigers baseball? Tigers baseball. Oh, yeah, we absolutely do. Yeah, that's 100% what Tiger baseball is right there. That laughter one's probably not that bad either. Let's see. Yeah, you're talking about you're talking about Tiger baseball. <laughs> Way too long though. Yeah, it was really long. I thought I was gonna stop at one too. play. It did stop. I okay. did too. Yeah, we don't uh, get that much of an applause. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. hard pass. No applause. Yeah, no. No, actually, this is Tiger baseball. Oh yeah, they play right. Yeah, my bad. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it for this week's show. On behalf of the missing whale man, he's the Merkel, so Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth Michigan Robin Dyka. We will see you guys as always. Next week. It's WrestleMania weekend. Woo woo.